Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, Hotep, Hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Griff Report. Got some special guests here for you today. Today's broadcast, obviously, is sponsored by Syscoin and Rolex, the L2 solution. Today, I have Tammy and Kristen on the line. I got it right this time. <laughs> Tammy and Kristen, welcome. How are you feeling today? Uh, we're feeling great. We're a little worn out from exposing and fighting tyranny. Uh, mm. But, you know, we're happy to be here with you today. Yeah, thanks for having us. Oh, absolute pleasure. Um, you may not be aware of this, but um, you guys are, you ladies are my favorite demographic. We call them maws. Um, and basically, <laughs> you know, um, I love white women uh, in your demographic. I think they are the key to salvation because, th th it, let's be honest, right? We got Karens on one side, you know, liberals, Democrats, they exploit black people and socialists. Uh, policies, et cetera, et cetera. But like I tweeted earlier, I said the only thing that's going to stop uh, the white Democrat demon is a white woman on the right. So we appreciate you uh, for your work. Well, I actually identify as multicultural. Whichever will get me the best tax exemptions, I identify as that. Affirmative action at work. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. Enough with the shenanigans. Let's dive into this thing. We have a lot to cover. We got to talk about the lawsuit versus the EPA. We got to talk about um, pandemic preparedness. But first, I need a little bit of background. Um, were you both OSHA workers, one of you? What's the background on that? Well, it's interesting because we met at the very height of the pandemic in early 2020. Uh, we were both, we are both from the same career field. We are industrial hygienists, occupational and environmental health and safety professionals. Uh, Chris, Kristen is from the military world and I'm from the private industry world. Uh, we actually met because we were both standing up and blowing the whistle and saying the same things because we recognized that the government response to this pandemic was completely uh, contrary to all of their uh, historical protocols and uh, the traditional multidisciplinary support uh, and approach and review with normal pandemic response, which we are both trained on as government trained professionals. So we recognized that something was very wrong and we both started making videos and doing our own thing, trying to just wake people up and educate people. And we met when I heard Kristen on the Justin Barclay show, Justin fills in for Glenn Beck frequently. I heard her and I messaged her, I reached out and I said, Hey, there's an, I'm you, like we're in the same career field and you're saying the same thing I am. And we connected very quickly. And the two of us then began doing videos together, traveling together. We became very much in demand as expert witnesses in court cases and in legislative bodies um, from senators and reps who would reach out to us from around the country, helping us to testify in their special committees. And we became known as the dynamic duo globally, and we helped to stop the mandates uh, with our written briefs in the United States Supreme Court case, uh, the uh, National Federation of Independent Businesses versus OSHA, where we won. And I just have to add, it's ironic that you ask if we were worked for OSHA, because we've made it pretty apparent over the past three years together, collectively, that not only do we not work for OSHA, but that would be a professional demotion for us, because that's yeah. a stepping stone compared to where we are now. And OSHA recently sent us both a certified letter um, to no longer claim that we are affiliated or certified OSHA certified experts. We have certifications through OSHA, 
and OSHA is watching everything we do. And I, I find it comical because to, I would never claim I worked for OSHA because that would put me back about eight to 10 years. Talk your <laughs> shit. <laughs> okay, question. So you never worked for OSHA, but you were OSHA certified. Well, we are actually trained OSHA professionals. We are highly credentialed through OSHA. So we have the same training as the inspectors have. We have the same training as their internal uh, educational staff has. So we are authorized as what's called a train the trainer. So we actually train people on OSHA courses so that they can become certified. But we are also degreed in our fields because most people that are industrial hygienists are for a short term OEHS, Occupational Environmental Health and Safety. Most of us don't work for the government. And to mm-hmm. be honest, I'm not trying to self like inflated sense of self. We make way more money and have potential for more growth in the private sector than mm. working for the government. And I did work for the government for 12 years, but we are degreed and we have certifi- certifications, meaning we take in courses that give us certificates that we have uh, expert competency in multiple OSHA programs. Mm. Okay. I like it. Question. Um, This is pretty much our first pandemic in our lifetime, unless you ladies are 300 years old, right? Um, And I know you're not. (laughs) Uh, So if there's no pandemic, how, you know, how are they telling you to prepare for this stuff previously? You know, what were they going based upon, I guess? Or what what is the uh, procedure? Well, I can give some insight on that because for 12 years for the federal government, I worked in pandemic preparedness, planning and response. And when it has to do with a virus, whether it's a virus, radiological, or a medical nuclear biological issue, what we did is we had to, as employees, make sure that the hospitals had enough powered air purifying respirators. It's called a PAPR. So it looks like a space, it's it's supplied air basically, and it's like a spacesuit. We had to have enough evacuation slides, enough uh, materials to shelter in place for a certain amount of time. So we have done tabletop exercises. We've trained for this. And then when the pandemic hit, it's like we abandoned everything we ever knew and our professions were left off the task force, which is completely egregious and criminal because we are the ones, just so you know, we anticipate, recognize, evaluate, and control health hazards. So we're the ones, not doctors, not the primary public health professionals, even though our profession is a a subdiscipline of public health. We tell them what to wear and when. And we would have pushed completely different exposure control methods versus useless grandma's curtains and face diapers. Let's talk about that. Yeah, we work collaboratively with this uh, multidisciplinary approach and review team that handles pandemic response. We work very collaboratively with epidemiologists, with virologists. So virologists, they tell us what are the characteristics or the nature of this particular pathogen. And then epidemiologists plot and predict how do we think it's going to move or spread? What are the vectors? And then we come in as industrial hygienists and we determine, okay, based on these characteristics and this information and this data, we can tell you what type of PPE you're going to need to protect you that's rated against this particular pathogen and this particular exposure. Then then we work with doctors and healthcare workers who work to heal their patients who may have been exposed. So this team, this multi-traditional, multidisciplinary team was completely abandoned. The science that is behind it, that is proven successful, the experts who we are the tip of the spear who lead through pandemics were completely ignored and left off task forces in favor of two people, doctors Fauci and Burks, neither of whom 
are credentialed experts to lead and manage their pandemic, neither of whom have any idea what type of PPE or protective measures or control measures to use to, con to control the spread of a virus. What's, it was egregious. It's criminal negligence. What was PPE? Personal protective equipment. And one thing I want to point out, if you could kind of visualize for a moment for your viewers, an upside down pyramid, it's called the hierarchy of controls. So usually in the industrial setting, we're talking about a chemical. Can you find a safer chemical, which would be elimination and substitution, right? But when you're dealing with the virus, right below that is called an engineering control. And in our profession, legally, even though OSHA is not laws, their standards are enforceable by law, we have to pick a risk reduction method that provides a 90% risk reduction. So we decided, not we, I said in air quotes, our professions, our professional agencies, organizations, all allowed themselves to be weaponized and hijacked, and they push, pushed a less than 1% risk reduction. Masks fall nowhere on the hierarchy of controls, because right at the bottom is personal protective equipment, PPE. And why? Because normally, pre-scandemic, if you have all your workers in PPE without showing cause to the old government term, if you didn't document it, you didn't do it, if you cannot document how you just skip down to PPE, you're going to be fined. But all of that was abandoned. So that's why we call the scandemic, because how we responded to it was a complete scam. Give me some contrast here. What happened? What was the protocol before? What was the protocol after? Let's do it. You know, let's let's piecemeal this. Right. Tell me about what you're supposed to wear in your face. And then let's talk about maybe, you know, some other measures. Can you give me some contrast of before and after? Yeah, so let's talk about um, some OSHA required control measures for hospitals and surgery suites. Uh, Pre-COVID-19, there have been very good infectious disease control measures in place. And that's why we don't need a specific COVID-19 standard. We don't need any specific standards for any specific diseases because science has already dictated the, the proper control measures that we have taken. For example, when you go into a hospital or a surgery suite, you notice it's cold and windy before you go under, right? That's actually because of the increased HVAC cycle exchanges per minute or per hour in that room because what it's doing is it's pulling the pathogens up and out of the breathing zone. So it's called ASHRAE engineering standards that is enforceable by OSHA law. And what that is, is infectious disease control. Okay, so we have good engineering controls. We have good administrative controls, work practice controls. For example, how do you work with this particular product? Could you work with something in a different way to reduce your exposure? So you have to go through that hierarchy. You start with engineering controls, or excuse me, substitution or elimination. Well, we, you can't substitute or eliminate a virus. So then you go down to the next level on that upside down pyramid, that hierarchy, which would be engineering controls. Can you engineer this hazard out? We could have stopped right there with mm -hmm. COVID-19 because we have very good HVAC engineering control systems with increased air cycle exchanges, pulling pathogens up and out of the breathing zone, which is required in all hosp hospitals and surgery suites. So we could have stopped right there. Instead of mailing everybody their thousands of dollars, their STEMI checks, we could have given every home $400 to implement a device called an iWave Air which purifies the air, removes 99%, 97% of all bacteria, molds, pathogens, viruses, purifying the indoor air. We could have stopped right there. 
But instead, we skip down all of these different control measures right down to the last one, like Kristen said, PPE. Our government literally just suffocated us and told us to slap something on your face and we're going to call it good ignoring all of the traditional scientifically proven protocols. And so what, what she's describing is dilution and destruction of technologies that have been around since the 1950s. It's not new to us. It's I was born in the 82. This has been around since before I was born and we abandoned it all. And again, those tabletop exercises we talked about, we ran this through. So when it came to actually go live and respond, it went all to the wayside. Wow. Okay, two things here. First, the grift. This air purifier, can I get this thing on Amazon? Yes, you can. I got mine on Amazon, just to disclose. We do not get any kickback for this. It's called that, just the letter I, I-Wave Air. You're gonna see an I-Wave R and an I-Wave C. R is for residential, C is for commercial. If you have a home that's larger than 4,500 square feet, you're gonna wanna get that C, that commercial. And basically it's an ionizer. So it's gonna kill not just viruses. If you're someone like we live in Michigan, we're both suffering from allergens right now, mold, viruses, and bacteria. Because we still have other issues. We have the flu, we have colds, smoke, construction dust. Yes, <laughs> wildfire smoke. Canada smoke here. <laughs> not Snoop smoke, but like the wildfire smoke. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Not Snoop smoke. <laughs> 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 yeah, I saw the wildfires, you know, our our skies turned into, you know, red flames. So, yeah, I, I definitely, you know, know what you're talking about there. Um, okay, now, next question. You said they started ignoring some of the things you're doing in the past. Were they cutting off some of this engineering, like this, these HVAC systems and replacing with something else? What were they ignoring? What were they ignoring is the hierarchy of controls. So what I'm basically saying is it's already been in practice. Like I said, in healthcare, we have- Okay, let me cut you off. Let me cut you off to make sure I understand really fast. What you're saying is they didn't have to change anything. Exactly. No, No, we had everything and we had a large inventory. Why? Because especially large federal hospitals or people that receive federal money, they had to have, they get money, they get grants to have enough of this equipment. They have enough of the PAPRs. Again, powered air purifying respirators, it looks like a hood, mm-hmm. not masks. N95 respirators are used for TB and, and viruses and bacteria that have droplets that are spread via droplets. When we're talking about viral aerosols, and I just want to tell your viewers, go on ScrewTube, also known as YouTube, go on there and look at OSHA's hospital respiratory protection training. When you see that there's viral aerosols, it will tell you that all the workers must wear pappers. It's 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 not new, and that's right. training from like 2006. Pappers. It's What's a that? powered air. It's a powered air purifying respirator. So it's your own source of breathing air. It's not filtering. It's not a filtering face piece like filtering the outside air coming in. It's providing you with your own source of fresh breathing air and oxygen because you're in a contagion atmosphere, and we don't want you to be exposed to anything. So we completely cut you off from outside air, and we provide your own source of fresh air and oxygen. That's what that is. So they have their own like O2 and SCBA self-contained breathing apparatus type of system or it's through a a hose a powered airline uh, hose feeding you fresh air 
So this is what we always do for healthcare workers who are working in infectious disease wards or contagion atmospheres. Or unknown. Or like an unknown, a, a, right. a disaster or attack. An unknown, yeah. you always go to, you know how firefighters wear SCBAs called a self-contained breathing apparatus with a tank? They do that for unknowns because when you are dealing with a, a respirable hazard, your respirator is only as good as its protection factor, fit factor. You have acid, gases, vapors. Like, for example, the wildfires, they're saying, we're an N95. N95s do not protect you from gases and vapors. So, no, they will right. help you with particulates. But so it's not one size fits all. You have different PPE and different respiratory protection for different hazards. So they never yeah. pulled this stuff out? No. No. No, they threw everybody, all of the medical staff, all all health workers, healthcare workers, in surgical and cloth masks for an infectious disease that's aerosolized. Wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out, time out. Hold on, Becca. It gets better. Wait, 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 hold on. You had these basically cell-containing air devices, um, and they said, screw that, put on this mask this cloth mask. Oh, yes. It gets better. Yes. So right now, like you see how you have your facial hair. Yeah. If you were to wear an N95 respirator, which by the way, a mask is a mask and N95 is a respirator. So it has a lot of backdoor requirements. You couldn't wear that with your, with your goatee or whatever we got going on here. Yeah. You can't wear it because it breaks the seal. So the reason also that they have pappers is because there's people who can't shave for religious reasons or they just aren't going to go, oh, I have an emergency. Let me. There's ethnic yes. reasons they there's can't. There's shaving waivers, yeah. especially for black men who tend to break out. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, is they had all of this in place. It gets worse. N95 respirators are one-time use. They were having these people re-wear them. And just to give you a visual, I saw one nurse explain to me that she had an N95 respirator. And to be safe, they had her kind of like think of a square Tupperware. She, she would take it off and put it in the Tupperware and then put the seal on. So the next day when she came back, she would just put it back on without touching it. Okay, but N95s work through electrostatic technology. So guess what now? She's she's overused it. Think about gloves have something called a degradation rate. So her her respirator's already contaminated. And what is she doing? Breathing in all those COVID aerosols. It's a petri dish now. And this is this is what we did to our healthcare workers. In addition, I want to point out to you another thing that they did, and they they did this intentionally. They fired the industrial hygienists that sit on infectious disease control boards in hospital systems. Why in the world would you do that at a time of pandemic? They outbreak? fired who? All the industrial hygienists. My husband was one of them. Yep. On infectious disease control boards. We are the ones that lead, that tell government agencies and hospital systems how to properly respond to this particular pathogen, what type of PPE, what control measures we need. And they fired us. Wait, wait. Why would wait, you wait, do wait. that? You said all. Now, not all. 75%, 90%. Most of the industrial hygienists that sit on infectious disease control boards within hospital systems were let go. And do you want to know why? why? All the people in our profession, they were told because they couldn't afford them anymore. And yet they didn't want to hear from us. They silenced us because we are the ones who know. We're the ones who lead and manage. We're the tip of the spear with pandemic response protocols. And they got us all out of the way. And they swept all the science under the rug. Nothing to see here, folks. Instead, we want you to do this. What Dr. Wait, Fauci wait, was telling wait, you to do. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Yeah, do you now need I'm, a moment? This, this is pretty intense, this right? Is, this, this is, is our life. This, this is, is a lot for me. 
I know. So I know. I just want to review because I just like to make sure I understand things happening here. And I know you guys have more ammo. Um, <laughs> here's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like some wizard behind the curtain was trying to make things worse. Because mm -hmm. why yes. would you remove something that works, then create a situation that turns a mask into a Petri dish to grow cultures and organisms, et cetera. And then, like you said um, here with the last statement, um, it was the mass. And then what else did you say the second part? They fired. They the fired. Industrial yeah, what are those people called? Industrial, industrial hygienists. We are so these are the people that scientists. deal with hygiene. Mm -hmm. Yes, we're exposure yes. scientists. And control measures. How do we best control the spread of this disease? And they said because they couldn't afford it. Yeah, right. and if, if your viewers just go and look through any search engine, search industrial hygienists are the key players in a pandemic, you will see why. Because we're the ones that, and it's not just a pandemic. It's like an emergency response, a fire, a wildfire, a, a hazardous material spill. We are right next to the fire chief of incident command, plotting the winds, determining, hey, you need to wear this level of PPE. You need to use this portable capture ventilation. Like we are the ones that determine exposure controls and, and there's different methods of doing that. And, and, and then people want to say you're not doctors and we say you're damn right, but we train them. Well, so what do you think the reason is that they remove some of these measures? Well, well control. I, and I can tell you, none of this was about our health and safety. Yeah. I can tell you that for a fact because we are health and safety professionals and everything that they did was abandon the protocols to keep us healthy and safe based on scientific evidence. Okay, that give goes me back more. Give me more. What else did they do? <laughs> it, honestly, I mean, you don't need to be a conspiracy theorist or conspiracy realist to go, we had, a, we had an election coming up. You know, I'm libertarian, so I don't like either side of the aisle. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, you you cultivate control through fear. And you had people wanting to do the drop-offs. I mean, you really, I'm a root cause exposure scientist, mm -hmm. but I don't need to be, you know, a theologist to go, this, you just have to follow the money or follow the paper trail. Mm -hmm. Why now? Why did they abandon all of their controls? And let me tell you something. I was doing a radio interview as a court credentialed expert on my topic of respiratory protection. And when I said that masks don't work and we needed engineering controls and provided solutions, not just complaining, I was kicked off of social media. Mm -hmm. I'm back now. They but, banned um, you from Twitter? Yeah, they no, from Facebook yeah. kicked me off and told yeah, me that and canceled me. I couldn't appeal because they mm -hmm. didn't have enough employees during the shutdown. Wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. How you get banned from LinkedIn? For for exposing the truth. Oh, and Eventbrite. You can't mm -hmm. advertise us on Eventbrite. Yeah. If you have an if you have an event and you want to have us as keynote speakers and you put our names on it on Eventbrite, it'll get canceled. Oh. PayPal. PayPal too. They don't like us. Oh man, <laughs> y'all dangerous. Apparently. Yeah. Oh man. Whew. Okay. Oh, we're not more dangerous than wearing a mask, which increases the spread, by the way. <laughs> hey. Mm. Um, we are also very influential because we have stopped these mandates because we refuse to sit down and shut up all the way to the highest court in the land. So take that OSHA. Mm. Okay. Hold on. I gotta, I gotta process some of this stuff before we go on to um, my next few questions. All right. So you guys are in charge of pandemic response. You're trained. You've been ready for this stuff forever. COVID hits. You guys are like, we're ready for this. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
Who comes in now and says, hey, we have to do something different? Dr. Fauci, yeah. Dr. Burks, CDC, COVID-19 task force working, working very much hand in hand with the CDC, the World Economic Forum and the WHO. And I was, was just about to ask you about the WHO. Yeah, the it's WHO was in the World involved. Economic Forum website. I exposed it in April of 2020. It was all laid out. COVID-19 response, global response was all laid out on the World Economic Forum's website. And I thought, this, we've only known about this for a couple months, and yet you have a global response all the way down to our, you know, domestic travel and our domestic mobility and ability for international travel. Yeah, right. This was thought out in one month. Okay. Then we find out it was leaked through a lab in an election year. Okay. It's like right? the hanging chads of 2000 right. Right, on steroids. Right. Yeah. It's not hard to connect the dots here. And I just want to point out, I used to be a regular um, contributor for Alex Jones on InfoWars. And it's so funny because uh, for a long time ago, and when this started happening, the scamdemic, it really made other people wake up to what was going on. And I was like, I'm no longer a closeted InfoWars supporter. Alex (laughs) Jones was right. And I don't agree with everything he says, but I tell you, it's really kind of unveiled uh, the nefarious activities of the attempt to have a one world government. And, uh, you know, our views on this pandemic have nothing to do with our political ideologies, because I can tell you, my hero, I got a Ron Paul revolution tattoo. If Ron Paul was pushing masks, I would be ripping him a new one. Mm -hmm. I don't care who's saying it. If they're my idol, my hero, if you are purposely spreading false information or speaking outside of your sandbox, you can go hump a cactus because it's absolutely egregious and harmful to public health to ignore we have a combined 42 years of experience yep trained by the government by the way so who better to recognize government revisionism and criminal by the way i I keep a cactus in my office for that very innuendo (laughs) those who know know real quick uh shout out to alex jones hotep you're a genius hotepjesus.com that's my homeboy um, no, we love Alex. Yeah, have you ever been in the studio there? Because it's like 52 degrees. Have I ever been to a studio? Yeah. No, in, in Alex's studio, it's freezing. Yeah. 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 Crazy. We, we co-hosted a show once. That's awesome. From the Did you bring like a whole like winter outfit or? Yeah, it was chilly in there. It was chilly. In there. <laughs> but, it, but yeah. you know, he's in Austin. So I was outside in the heat. So when I got inside, I was like, oh, this feels a lot better, you know? But yes, they do keep that studio yeah. very cold. And then I did Owen Schroyer's show in the other studio as well. Oh, um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I've had dinner with Alex. Alex is my guy. I showed up. Were you at his uh, Alex's War movie premiere? Did you get a chance to go to that? No, we okay. weren't. We've been on the road, honestly, for three years. So Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. It was really, really good. Um, another girl named Alex um, put that together. Really good uh, documentary on Alex Jones. But anyway, let's get back. Um, shout out to InfoWars. Um, there's a lawsuit out against EPA, um, involved in that, um, Palestine, Ohio train derailment. Walk me through that story. So East Palestine, you know, it's ironic. I don't know if you used to follow the old project Veritas before they were hijacked, Mm -hmm. but our friend Jody O'Malley, who's a whistleblower, we were going to Arizona to support her book launch on the way. There is when this train derailment happened and we did a Twitter space and our whole life flipped upside down. (laughs) Again. Yes. We had, I think we did like 14 interviews in like five days. And it was because we also, like I said, we're not one trick ponies. We are exposure scientists that includes environmental 
So we started watching East Palestine. And let me tell you that there's in the industrial hygiene world and environmental world, there are certain types of, I'm going to really dumb it down for your viewers, not to be like disparaging, but there's direct reading instrumentation. And then there's like a long continuous, there's different types of sampling. They were using the wrong equipment and they were walking in people's house with these things called LEL meters that show a lower explosive limit. And those are only good as what they're calibrated to test for. And it's more of like a present absence with a, with a numerical value, but doesn't mean anything because when you were testing exposures on a human, you need an average of a 10 hour time weighted average. So they were just going into people's home and sniffing and go, Oh, it's okay. And they were using the wrong equipment. They were using uh, direct reading instrumentation instead of continuous. And we were just sitting by the wayside. We went to East Palestine and we mm -hmm. saw the subcontractors. We caught so much stuff on video that they were doing incorrectly. They had them in the wrong PPE. The workers got sick. Or no PPE. No PPE. Oh, they were creating a greater hazard. You want to talk about the yes. water? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we were we were there two weeks after the, um, the main uh, explosion. And we went to capture on video and to just, you know, figure out what is going on here. And our team was on the ground actually doing some sampling and getting actual readings because when we were watching the EPA, we knew they were sampling inappropriately using the wrong testing media to get the numbers they wanted to get. Mm -hmm. We knew that because they were telling people, oh, it's perfectly safe. See, we have these numbers. And we were like mind blown again at the negligence of this agency and and they know that it was improper how do we know because we're epa trained we know so we went there ourselves to to get some information and when we were there we were walking around in town for maybe 10 minutes and my tongue started getting tingly and numb and i said to kristen is your tongue like a little you know we were talking about our tongues kind of getting numb and tingly and it was raining and it was two weeks after the accident. So we both knew there's something really wrong here because there should not be anything in the air anymore, especially with the rain and the weather. Well, we walked just a little bit down the town, just a couple blocks down through the downtown area. And there was a river running under the, the roadway and we could hear the water. And we watched as this contractor was injecting air down into the bottom of the riverbed and trying to force the contaminants up to the surface. But what it was doing was re-aerosolizing it into the breathing zone. So they were aerating the water and creating yes. a greater hazard and not blocking off any areas. So everybody is just being re-exposed, continuously exposed to these chemicals. And we were just like, oh my gosh. And so we didn't stay in town for more than four hours because we knew the dangers of that kind of exposure. We, and we were coughing like crazy. Oh yes. Like we, for a good five, six hours afterwards. Yeah. It, we, it hit us both at the same time and we could not stop coughing. And so we did some interviews with some people in town and then we left. And it wasn't until we were about 45 minutes out of town, we stopped and had some dinner and it just kind of stopped at the same time. And we thought we are going to see such serious health issues from these poor people who have been told it's perfectly safe. They were told that it was perfectly safe even when they did the controlled burn, but they weren't told to shelter in place or even how to shelter in place. So they were completely exposed to everything. And that's why this lawsuit that We the Patriots USA has initiated against the EPA and Governor DeWine is in play. Real quick, um, tonight a science guy is in the chat, PhD, and so is Project Rook. Those are um, 
those are my in-house science people. Tanai's a PhD organic chemist. We've covered this topic on East Palestine. He broke down all the chemicals, the problem with burning, et cetera, et cetera. And Rook is uh, one of our health geniuses as well. So they're in the chat. What up, y'all? Um, yeah, so aerating the water. As soon as you said it, like he's adding air to the water and releasing, I'm like, wait, that's going to go back into the air. People are going to rebreathe mm-hmm. that stuff. Can you talk yes. about some of the... Um, harmful effects of people breathing this air long-term, short-term, or whatever that looks like? So this is the issue. When you have the uncontrolled controlled burn, because it was should not have been done, you have different chemicals, and your chemist guy will know this, that's part of my profession too, is they create additional hazards. So you had like formaldehyde, you had different issues, acids that occurred. So when you're talking about this train derailment, you're not just talking about the inhalation aspect. It rained right after that burn, and it went into the soil. And there's something called soil vapor erosion. So as it rains more, it kind of goes like this. And if you have cracks in your basement or home, and this is like kind of a lower income area. So a lot of these homes are older and it'll come in through the cracks and it will off gas and vapors will come out. So you have multiple routes of entry and it's called synergistic toxicity. So you're inhaling it, you have contact hazard and an ingestion hazard. So what happens is these suppress your central nervous system for women, your reproductive health system. And we, I'm gonna get real frank here. So think about this for a moment. These people were told to leave for like, or not leave, but shelter in place very short time. But then they're still doing remediation efforts in air quotes, cause it's improper. And they're creating a greater hazard while the people are there. Think for a moment, you find asbestos and you're going to abate or remove asbestos. If you ever watch a TV show, you know, there's tarps. It's called a controlled, irregulated area. We don't let the workers still work there. Mm-hmm. They have to leave until it's cleaned up. So these people were being further exposed. Then you have cumulative dose. We are seeing women's cervical mucus be completely discolored. They're getting burns inside of their reproductive areas. Yeah. Um, also, these chemicals are known to absorb into breast milk. And Scott Smith, Water Warrior One on Twitter, he's awesome. He's doing a lot of on the ground sampling for us and for this lawsuit and the greater good. And he found an individual who re- remained nameless who was uh, ex- pumping the breast milk. So they have frozen and documented breast milk from before the derailment and after. And we have Dr. Beatrice Gollum, she's a warrior, that is testing this breast milk. And when people see that there's going to be a present of dioxins and other carcinogens and neurotoxins in this breast milk, it's going to raise eyebrows. But children are having seizures. There's a, there's um, something called um, chloracne. I can say this because Courtney Miller has pu- uh, published this publicly in her social media. She has pustule blisters all the way down the side of her face. Chloracne is really bad. There are sores about the size of a nickel. And um, this it's going to get worse before it gets better. And mark my words, this will be an EPA super fun site sometime in the future. Damn. Oh, my, my. Um, this is the worst environmental disaster of our lifetime. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. From, from what I've been hearing, like I said, with Tanai and other research that we've come across, it, it seems like a straight-up disaster. Let's talk about the case. There's a lawsuit. Can you tell us the name of that case and some details about it? We the Patriots USA and Courtney Miller versus the federal EPA, Ohio State EPA, Governor DeWine, and I believe also the local county health department. Okay. And it's basically, this is the only lawsuit 
This is the only lawsuit because I'm not trying to bash other people, but there are get rich quick lawyers. Okay. The ambulance chasers. Yeah. This is the only lawsuit that does not desire to get any monetary gain. It's to force these agencies to do what they're supposed to do. There is money set aside to relocate these people, cover their health issues, and we can send billions of dollars to Ukraine, but we can't take care of the people in East Palestine, which by the way, when we were there, there's a lot of Trump flags. It's more of a conservative red area. And I am, don't feel inappropriate or crazy saying, I think that's on purpose, that these people are being ignored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Biden was supposed to show up, supposed to do something about this. He failed that. He uh, could judge. There's, there's, not, there's not a lot of stairs in East Palestine, so he could go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. Savage, savage. So the goal of the case is to hold who accountable again? Um, Governor DeWine, state uh-huh. and federal EPA, and the county health department accountable. And, there and, is and to force them to do what exactly? Do their jobs. Mm. They have avenues in place. And I did see that Governor DeWine is now trying to get emergency a declaration, but it's a, it's a day late and a dollar short. You have yeah. people who are having massive issues. And we were on the ground there. There was mothers who were sobbing. I covered in, in my podcast, which is called Vets and Visionaries with Kristen Megan. It's on Rumble. Um, I was in, interviewing parents who were sobbing, worried about their teenage daughter's fertility because a lot of these contaminants, these toxicants, uh, attack the ovaries and the reproductive health system. Well, and their pets have died. Their chickens were yeah. dead overnight. Their dogs, their animals. Aquatic um, life. Yeah, it, it, they died within 24 hours of exposure. And so now these people are worried about their children. They're drinking water. They're all drinking out of wells and this is being contaminated. And the children are covered in sores from head to toe. I mean, we're going to see some serious birth defects and things like that start to happen, um, as we predicted, because of the nature of these toxins and the, the exposures that these poor people have had. So the, the purpose of this lawsuit is to expose the regulatory capture of these regulatory agencies. They are in bed with the unions. They are in bed with big corporations. They are in bed with BlackRock. And they are basically protecting their you know thug friends while they are putting the entire American population and our environment at risk. If I could just add one thing, what sets us apart from other people, for those of you that follow Scott Smith on Twitter, again, at Water Warrior One, uh, my husband actually does what we do also, but he does our job for a commercial HVAC company because we're in every industry. When this happened, he said, you need to tell the people in East Palestine to save their HVAC filters so we can sample them to have the most representative exposure of what happened during that burn when they were in their house and they weren't told to shut their windows, doors, mm-hmm. shut off their HVAC system, which draws in outside air. The EPA is very scared of this. We're getting the results back. The level of dioxins is astronomical. And you know what the EPA is saying? Well, we don't know what to think of that because people smoke. Well, guess what, morons? Just like when we're dealing with Agent Orange with the military, which I do, I deal with those exposures and people getting their veterans rights, we can break it down to determine if something is from a cigarette or from toxicants through this molecular makeup. So nice try. And the EPA in an email actually said to us, what is cumulative dose and synergistic toxicity? Yeah, they're playing dumb. It's on their website. The EPA knows what that means. And just so your viewers know, I always give the comparison of alcohol. You have wine, a shot of liquor, and beer. They are different, but they all affect the same target organs, correct? 
So that's synergistic toxicity, this different contaminants that affect the same target organs. So you have that cumulative dose. It's the same thing with like vaccines and people who don't vaccinate. They're like, it's a little bit of this, but 78 times, right? So it's for them to just be complain. I'm sorry, but to pretend that they don't know what that means, they're trying to be ignorant because they're so scared that there are civilian experts doing their job for them Mm. and exposing them. How does the case look? Are you optimistic, pessimistic? How's it looking? When do you expect this thing to wrap up? How does that look? Well, the courts right now have been so co-opted. Our judicial system has been very co-opted and captured, just like every other system in America, our educational systems, our financial systems, our healthcare systems. So they are dragging their feet and they are just dragging it out. I mean, just like what we've seen with some of these um, mask cases and, you know, people that have sued their their uh, employers for forcing masks or forcing mandates. These cases are just getting drug out forever in the courts. And we expected that. Uh, we don't expect that they're going to just jump to hear the case. Um, so it's just tied up in the system right now. And when it hits, when it hits, it's, I would expect it would be a, at least a year out. But mm. what I will add is unlike the mask fight, and we were very alone, there's only like 10 of us speaking out when it came to his Palestine, people from all sides of the aisle didn't politicize us and went, you used the wrong, like we weren't the only ones. We were the first, but then people said, you used the wrong equipment. You're doing the wrong testing, using the wrong media. So in this case, if it comes to an actual trial with expert testimony, oh, we will not be the only ones. And it will be people from all sides of the aisle. So no opposing argument can be this. We're just speaking to our politics. Yeah, there are a lot of liberals and environmentalists who are recognizing why are why are these two the only ones who are you know saying something? Why why is this the only lawsuit? And we have the most unlikely of bedfellows right now with liberals and environmentals on this case. Mm, that's going to be, be powerful. Yeah. Two more things before we um, end this segment. I want you to give me you know a story or paint the picture for me of um, you know a time that you had to argue with somebody about the mass. And, and how that was, um, what that argument looked like and, 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 you know, how it finalized or completed or ended, you know, and then we'll talk about uh, Stand Up Michigan. So, yeah, do you have any stories about like whenever, you know, or, or struggles when you were talking to whoever and saying, hey, you know, these masks aren't the right way to do things? And then how they responded? Was it a government agency? Was it the courts? What did that look like? Well, like all of the above. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, since March of 2020, we've been arguing with people about this. But too often, I will just, our testimony, our our colleague, Stephen Petty, look him up. Petty Podcast is his podcast. He is the goat of our profession. And we will, he has a really viral New Hampshire testimony. And it's only 12 minutes. So we send it to people and say, look at this. Too often, people won't click on something because they'll say, oh, a YouTube is not expert testimony. But then they'll turn around and send me a YouTube video of like someone on their side. But what happens is, is I always tell people, if, if for just a moment, if you remove your emotions, you can view your objections clearly and invoke autonomous thought. And when you can do that, like sometimes it takes people who have had something happen to them, people who are pro mask and all of a sudden they have panic attacks or asthma attacks. Those are the people that are kind of like our little brush fires that help wake up the other people on their side. Um, I want to say, I can't really say we've been debating this for three years, but if you want to hear the most shocking two moments of the mass debate, please. <laughs> one is we were giving expert testimony in North Dakota, which we helped pass a bill that ended all the mandates. Um, kudos to us after Delta kicked right. us off the plane. Right. Um, 
but we heard a story of a nine-year-old girl who committed suicide and she left a note saying, I love mommy, daddy. I cannot wear this mask anymore. Yep. Nine years old. And then the second one is I lost my father to prolonged mask wearing in heat. My father was diabetic and he was a little overweight and he worked somewhere where all the young, lazy 20 year olds were not showing up to work. So he had to do strenuous activity as a supervisor. He never had to do unloading pallets and he collapsed with a brain bleed, died instantly. And two different neurologists said this was from an increased demand on his cardiovascular system and respira- respiratory system. I lost my father to prolonged masking and I told him so much, get a mask exemption. But just like my father, you not disrespect him. He was afraid. He didn't want to be the outcast in his workplace. Your father? People die. People die from wearing masks. And there's yes. a reason you have to be medically qualified to even wear an N95 respirator because it can cause you a cardiovascular or neurological event. Yes, this is why we started blowing the whistle because OSHA has these standards in place for a reason. Based on this science, they know darn well that covering somebody's mouth and nose, restricting their normal natural breath and their gaseous exchange and requiring them to go about their work can kill them. Yep. Just two years ago, I lost my father. Visionism is why we stood up and then she lost her own father because of it. It's been crazy. The experiences, we could write a book at this point. Mm -hmm. So it's standupmichigan.org? Dot com. Yep. Standupmichigan.com. Stand up. I'm sorry, I stand corrected. Correct. Yeah, standupmichigan.com. And so what's the mission here with uh, Stand Up Michigan? So Stand Up Michigan was born out of the sense of righteous anger that a few of us in Michigan business owners had at being told that we could no longer operate our businesses. We had to close our doors. We can't pay our employees. We can't feed our families. And we knew that that was unconstitutional. And so we just completely refused to obey. And we refused to comply and we stood up and defied the governor and we stood up and we formed this organization. And it was at a time when people in Michigan were locked down. They couldn't leave their homes. They faced a thousand dollar fine if they were caught outside of their homes. I couldn't even travel between my own two properties because I might be dumb enough to stop and get gas. Right. So I was like, I'm not going to obey this. This is when the Declaration of Independence tells us. As citizens, when the government becomes tyrannical, you stand up and you overthrow that government. I mean, that's what literally what it tells the citizens to do. So we stood up, we formed this organization, and we just began as a Facebook group, which grew to over 400,000 people in 10 days. And then we began just, you know, being um, a place to care for the people. You know, people could come and share. I'm lonely. I don't have any family. I, I can't get to my doctor's appointments. I whatever. And so we would start praying with people. And you would see somebody post a prayer request and 500 people would respond. I'm praying for you. So it became a sense of community and caring for the citizens of Michigan. And then we began by educating the citizens on civics, on government policy, on the law, on the constitution. And then we began activating them. And we've become one of the largest and most influential grassroots organizations, not just in the state of Michigan, but in the nation. And Kristen and I are heading to uh, Washington DC in just a few days, uh, working with some of our congressional leaders and some of the committees uh, that are designed to stop this, to address this tyranny and to stop it so that it never happens again. Mm. So Stand Up Michigan is all about empowering we the people to be the solutions to our own problems. And it's, it's nonpartisan. Right. It's not about politics. It's about preserving and protecting our own individual rights and liberties that the Constitution of the United States protects. 
<laughs> Absolutely love the work you ladies are doing. Tammy and Kristen from StandUpMichigan.com. Uh, here at the Griff Report, Hotep Nation, you have our support. If you ever need us, reach out. We can help get the message out there. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you go support at StandUpMichigan.com. Uh, and, um, yeah, ladies, thank you very much for coming on the platform. I can't wait to speak to you again. Well, thank, thank you. you. And please check out our Substack, Truth Exposed. Truth yep, Exposed on Substack. Yeah, mm -hmm. we're providing information there from our expertise that you're not going to hear anywhere else. Awesome. Ladies Before and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the Griff Report is going to continue right after this brief, brief, brief message from our commercial break. Yeah, I can try to get that handled for you. Again, it's only my second day, so if you can give me a second. How am I supposed to do this? How the hell are we supposed to do this by 5 o'clock? I have no clue. Is yet. that possible? Hey, do you have the password to... How'd you finish all your work already? He's not tapped in. Mm-mm. How'd you get that done so quick? They think they're gonna be able to budget that. It's money. That's money right there. You understand? You guys finished your work six hours early. He's not tapped in. Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep. Hotep. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Oh, this is a real Hotep, brother. What's up, y'all? Griff Report. It's Griff Report time. Man, those ladies were amazing. Oh, man. Producers really be killing it on this show. Shout out to Taylor. Appreciate you, bro. Killing it right now. We got a, um, we got, we're scheduling another interview uh, for the Griff Report with somebody who's going to be talking about um, she rescued her daughter from the trans agenda her daughter detransitioned or something like that so we're gonna have that on and tomorrow we got uh arthur kwan lee on and um i actually interviewed him on Infowars uh not too long ago earlier this year so tomorrow's gonna be a spicy show as well so make sure y'all look out for that and we'll be bringing tonai back on and rook back on before hotepcon because they are features speakers i want tonight to come on and talk about give us just a quick intro into germ theory because that's what he's going to cover at hotepcon uh, so, you know, I, he said germ theory. I'm like, I don't know what that is, but I'm in. So he's going to give us a quick rundown on, on, ger on germ theory, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, without further ado, let's, let's see what's in the griff bag for us today. It's a, it's a spicy griff bag. No, that's the wrong one. Is this it? There we go. It's a spicy bag. I ain't even gonna hold you. It's a very, very spicy bag. We're gonna, we're gonna be on the edge of. Uh, we're gonna be edgy today. It's gonna be an edgy, edgy, edgy broadcast today. So uh, hold your horses. We going into the griff bag right now. Let's see what we got in here. I'm gonna reach my hand into the griff bag. See what we pull out. We got some Trudeau in here. Trudeau has a message from Muslims. Says they're being radicalized by uh, the right wingers. Pelosi's daughter, Alexandria, got some behind-the-scenes footage here about Jan Sixers. Trump is in some more legal trouble. Deep State trying to take him down, so they back again. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. We got some relationship stuff going on here. 
we got some um some uh you know i i, I really call leftism some mental health um a mental health crisis so we got some mental health crisis stuff going on here we got some you see this ratchetness in the bag we're going to talk about this ratchetness we got some nick fuentes with some spicy takes and uh ebro you know some 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 black some you know we got to talk about race on this show we talk about race money uh politics and relationships uh during the griff reports so we're gonna cover it all and then uh, the o show by wendy yo got some guidance here on uh what's happening uh, some news on on money but uh let's start the show off where should we start the show off uh i want to start the show off with this pelosi video let's pull this up can you guys see this well oh it doesn't look good on your screen hold on let me um let me make that look good hold on um oh no it was, it was uh i had a setup wrong okay so let's Boop, boop. All right. Let's see what um, allegedly this is Pelosi's daughter. Let's see what she says. Local media every day. You can't have a fair trial. Well, the reason, see, I think time is going to remember yeah, yeah. January 6th. Right now, people are still the heat them. There's two things. Media needs stuff to fill. I mean, if right. you watch TV on January 6th, it was like January 6th, 24 7. As time goes on, right. it's going to be less. Yeah. And as, 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 um, so I think I think also people are going to lose yeah. their, their office, the jobs. I the know. people that were there are going to lose their jobs. So it's not going to mean anything if you weren't even there. And you don't even we, care. Need, we need like a word breakup. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> right. No. Okay, I, I, I thank you for your time. Oh, Listen, I really, um, I, I know you're not the bad guy. I mean, if there is, I haven't found the bad guy yet. But if there is, I know well, you're not the bad guy. guy. I mean, he's like a stereotypical bad guy. But I, the, the thing is, why I asked you the question of like, so what was the plan? Is that if there was a if there was an insurrection, you were you were supposed to be in line marching. You're in the military, you know right. this. No, that's you were supposed to have a plan. So, exactly, it's called the operations order. You sit down like, overnight with your soldiers. You go right. over. All right, you're gonna go here. You're gonna go in by this side. At this time, we're gonna take over this. There was none of that. If it was an insurrection. It's the sorriest insurrection in, in the worst. 21st century ever. No guns. A, no guy, plan. a guy, a guy smoking pot. Oh, I love the guy. Yeah, pot. I like. I like. Well, we do that. We just went to the counter last week for the guy that just was drinking. Beer. She said, "I love the guy smoking pot." My favorite, my favorite guy. So they're basically saying what the rest of us are saying, except they won't say it public publicly. And it looks like this gentleman was able to uh, do a little bit of the James O'Keefe thing here, get us some insider footage uh, from how these lefties are talking about. Um, J6, you know, as as I call it, as we call it on the channel, Janteenth. <laughs> Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Kay said she wanted to hear more from the ladies. That's good. You know, if, if I have a guest on and you go, man, I wanted to hear more, you know, that's probably the perfect time to stop because now you're forced to go and do your research on them, right? If I give you everything here, it doesn't do much for them you know so now you got a taste of what those ladies are about uh tammy and Kristen, and you can go follow up with them all right let's go back in the bag that was um that was that was uh you know not quite surprised yeah it, you know the thing is this is an eight minute video i don't even know if i'll play all of this but the thing is with um 
with many, many people. And we always talk about the silent majority. Many people aren't speaking up. Even the lefties, when you close that door, they say one thing. When you open it, they say a whole nother. Or they just be quiet. So people know what's going on out here. They know what's up. Uh, they Everybody's pretending to be ignorant. Let's go into this Trudeau video. People on social media, particularly fueled by the American right wing, are spreading a lot of untruths. About a challenging encounter was captured on film as Prime Minister Justin Trudeau faced questions from concerned Muslim parents. Which is something that, yeah, Islam has... Uh, the issue at hand, the teaching of gender ideology in schools. What is being said out there about aggressive teaching of conversion of kids to being LGBT? That is something that is being weaponized by people who are not doing it because of their interest in supporting Muslim community. Leave our kids alone! The Muslim community in Calgary has been vocal in recent weeks. They have rallied protest after protest behind a powerful slogan Leave our kids alone. Shout out to the Muslim community. Shout out to the Islam community. Man. <laughs> As if, you know, when I think about conservatism and being right wing, I don't think of white people. I don't think of Trump. I don't think of Republicans. You know what I think of? I think of Islam. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. You want to see radical right wingism? Go to an Islamic country and you'll see. I just saw a chick the other day on the internet. I think it was a black girl. She went over to, to Dubai and found out they got a law that says women aren't allowed to raise their voice. Alhamdulillah. That's haram. Haram. You're a woman and you're just out in public just raising your voice, acting. She 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 thought that shit go, you know, it goes over well in America. You go to them Islamic countries, woman, you better shut your mouth. You better shut your mouth. You better act like a lady. You better act like a lady. So they gave her some act right. I believe they threw her in jail and then released her and she came back to the United States. But, you know, again, to reiterate, when I think of conservatism and I think of right wingism, I don't think of conservatives. In fact, if anybody is going to be radicalized by these ideas, it's going to be Islam radicalizing conservatives and right wingers. You see, Andrew Tate ran to Islam really fast, didn't you? He ran over there really, really fast. I think he went from Christian to atheist to Islam or something like that. Maybe it's the wrong order, but he's, you know, he's he's grifting off of Islam right now. And um, that goes to show you. Now, the Hotep's been told you. I said the only thing that was going to save us is the, is the hijab. That's, the, you know, you remember the hashtag hijab summer. That was either last year or the year before. But when I looked at this LGBTQ question, I said, oh, 
Wait till the Muslims find out about this. Wait till y'all try this with the Muslim kids. I, I don't think they're going to be too happy. And now you're seeing it. Now, here's the issue. They just went through uh, several years of, you know, watch out for Islamophobia, 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 and all of that. And I got to be honest with you. I got to be honest with you. You know, uh, conservatives, right-wingers, Republicans have done a 180 on Islam. They have done a complete 180 on Islam. I remember you say something positive about Islam online and you got excoriated. Now you say something positive about Islam. They like, well, Islam might have got some things right. So there was a bit of Islamophobia, if that's the term they're going to use. There was a bit of that. But I said that term's going to backfire. I told I knew the left when they created that term, it's going to backfire because you're going to protect these Muslims and these Muslims going to find out the type of politics you pushing and it's going to be a clash. So now because they've created this term Islamophobia and you're supposed to be all nice to people of color. They can't excoriate Islam. So the second best thing is to or the best thing for them is to excoriate right wingers, orange men, red men. Right wing white men. The Republicans excoriate them and blame them for the response by the Muslim community, which is a complete and utter lie. It's a complete and utter fabrication. Islam does not need a push from Republicans. Republicans need a push from Islam. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Say that one more time. Islam does not need a push from Republicans. Republicans need a push from Islam. And it just goes back to, you know, upside down world. You know, yes is no. Uh, no is yes. Up is down and down is up. Right is left and left is right. Everything's just upside down in these people's worlds. It's just complete opposite. So if they tell you go left, go right. They tell you go right, go left. But again, these are master liars, master deceivers. They are trained in the art of deception. And it can't be trusted. And it can't be trusted. And and you know what? This is This is an absolute diss to the Islamic community. Because first of all, it treats the Islamic community as if they're children, as if they need some right winger or some Republican, you know, to to train their minds about how they feel about their own kids. That's first off, you're taking away their own recognizance. The same thing they do with black people, like black people can't think for themselves. And, you know, Trump has radicalized black men and all this other stuff. Right. So they basically what they want to do, they first they take away. Um you know, uh, what's the term I'm looking for here? Basically your own recognizance, you know, and, and saying you can't, you can't manage yourself. Somebody else is manipulating you to think this way because there's no way you could have come to these conclusions on your own. Somebody put those thoughts there. You didn't come up with that. So that's first off. Second of all, it's just a blatant lie, just a blatant lie, but it's a diss to the Islamic community. Because one, like I said, you're treating the people like kids. And two, you lying on them. You straight lying on them. You're putting out fabrications on them. So you discredit them. Um, you you lie about them. And then and then and then you you lower their ability to govern themselves. Let's go back in the bag. 
What else is in here? So we covered those two. Uh, we're gonna cover. We're gonna talk about Trump. Then we're gonna play this Nick Fuentes video in a little bit. Let's go to some money news right quick. Shout out to Wendy Yo on the O Show. She says here, UK financial regulator proposed new guidance for crypto promotions. They said influencers and crypto firms should add disclaimers on crypto memes to stay compliant with advertising laws. This is, uh, well, the UK already has legislation on the books about what memes can be shared. And if you share the wrong meme, then they're going to knock on your door, maybe knock your door down. You know, this sort of situation is what's currently happening in the UK. That's why I don't understand how you got people from the UK, you know, grifting off American politics. It's like, bro, y'all worse than us. You better worry about the UK, bro. You can't even walk around with a spoon in your pocket in the UK. And you worried about what's going on over here. Now you're grifting off U.S. politics and I'd like you to stop. I'd like you to go back over there and worry about Meghan Markle and her husband. That's what you need to be worried about. Stay the hell of a, out, of, out of our country and our business. Fix your country. You can't even drop memes in your country. You worried about American politics. You can't even post a meme. That's why you moved to the United States because you, you couldn't post that meme in the U.K. You couldn't post that meme in the UK. So you fled to America. So I don't want to hear you talking about America. Worry about your bitch ass United Kingdom. I'm sorry. I had a little rant. I got a little triggered there. My bad. Anyway. Anyway. Now, why? Why? Because as we've all discovered recently, few things have been more effective I want, to, I want to add to this a bit. Memes have become powerful propaganda. Now, propaganda can be good and it can be bad. Sometimes when you hear propaganda, you just think, oh, it's bad. No, there's good propaganda. I am good propaganda. Hoteps are good propaganda. Memes can be good propaganda. And we always say, oh, the left can't meme. So because they can't meme, what do they do? They place restrictions on memes. They make laws against memes because how dare you create something more effective than our current propaganda machine. People are tuning away from TV. They're tuning away from legacy media, traditional media, and they're going to independent sources like the Griff Report, Hotep Nation, Uncle Hotep, Cannon Hotep, etc., etc., Aquarian Anarchy. They're going to these sources for their information. So we always say, what do communists do? It's not capitalism, it's communism. Because what they'll do is, because they can't win in the private sector, they'll run to the public sector, they'll run to government to say, hey, look, we can't compete, so make what they're doing illegal. Let's change the rules to the game. It's like playing Monopoly and right in the middle of the game, somebody goes, well, I'm losing, so, you know, we got to place restrictions on everybody in the game until we create equality of some sort. So that's your, uh, that's your money update of the day. Shout out to all my crypto heads. You know, uh, speaking of crypto, I got a crypto bag right here. Inside that crypto bag, obviously, is the Rolux network. Shout out to Jag, Alex, 1DC, Nathan. 
Tradfi guy. So in conjunction with HotepCon, shout out to all my HotepCon ticket holders. HotepCon ticket holders exclusive off-road experience. After you get your ticket, make sure you apply for the giveaway. Matter of fact, damn it. Let me, um, that's another email. I've been sending emails to our HotepCon ticket holders. I have to go into my, my tasks and put email reminder for Syscoin giveaway. So let's go ahead and do that now. Bing bong boom. That's uh that's a quick that's a that's a that's a okay. Boom. All right. So that's in there. I did that. That task is done. Good. Um let's move that to the top. Cool. Also, um i have a uh, a two-day boot camp coming up we're doing a two-day boot camp on productivity i'm gonna show you all the apps i use to be super productive and organized etc etc how to get in flow and we're going to bring in a flow coach um alongside myself i'm going to do a two-day boot camp this is going to be exclusive to uh master focus um uh members anybody who's a master focus a client of master focus you have a monthly membership with us that's our brain pill for brain boosting if you remember that, we're going to have the two-day boot camp. Um, so look out for that. Link in the description box below, 30% off makes it super uh, affordable for you to get your brain pills. But again, you know, here's a little bit of drone footage from the off-road experience. So, uh, you know, a couple of our ticket holders here. Uh, link is in the description box below. Hit that, and it'll give you all the directions on how to apply to win. But, um, yeah, that's going to be uh, a really great experience, and I can't wait to see how that turns out and you have dinner with me tonight ricks project rook sonny johnson cooley bravo has been added to the list of guest speakers um and the rest of the hoteps canon hotep uncle hotep myself and, and so on and so forth so great great stuff happening now um let's go back let's go back in the bag what else we got in this bag um all right, let's cover the Trump stuff. Let's talk. Let's let's see what uh, McCarthy has to say here. Speaker McCarthy. Well, I guess uh, under a Biden administration, Biden America, you'd expect this. If you notice recently, President Trump went up in the polls and was uh, actually surpassing President Biden for reelection. So what do they do now? Weaponize government to go after their number one opponent. It's time and time again. I think the American public is tired of this. They want to have see equal justice, and the idea that they utilize this to go after those who politically disagree with them is wrong. That, that, well, I guess uh, under a Biden yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it seems like to me. It seems like weaponizing the government against a political opponent it has to be surely this has to be illegal. It has to be treasonous. But again, this is how Bolsheviks move. If you've done even a modicum of Russian revolution studies I suggest starting with um, Anthony Sutton would be a good introduction Anthony C. Sutton I believe his name um, actually let's put this on the screen uh, let's go to our Google overlords and we're going to type in Bolshevik and Wall Street I think that's the name of the document there. Let's pull this up. Hopefully you can see this on your screen in just a moment. Uh, but this is this is a uh, must read material right here. 
Hold on. Right there. Wall Street and the Bolshevik Revolution. Really, really good read here. I suggest you guys uh, start off with that. You can probably get that to your house ASAP. You can probably download a copy for free on the Internet if you're a bad guy. But uh, he's got several titles. I suggest reading all of his titles. I've, re- I've read all of his titles. Um, at least I think I have. Um, what else does he have here? Let's see. America's Secret Establishment Introduction to Skull and Bones. Okay, I have not read that one. Um, Wall Street and the Rise of Hitler. Read that. The Federal Reserve Conspiracy. Have not read that. Wall Street and FDR. Read that. The Best Enemy Money Can Buy. Okay, I have not. He's got a couple of... I don't even know some of these. How the Order Controls Education. That might be my next read. This might be my next read. How the Order Controls Education. So... Oh, also Western technology and Soviet economic development. Uh, I got a lot of I got a lot of catching up to do. The main titles I saw were Wall Street and the Bolshevik Revolution, Wall Street and the Rise of Hitler, Wall Street and FDR. I read the Wall Street ones. Okay, so I read all the Wall Street ones. That's what it was. Um, great work here. Great research uh, by this gentleman. Um, so make sure you go get a copy of that. But if you if you uh, dive into um, these these studies you will notice a pattern of how uh, Bolsheviks operate. And and, and attacking their political opponent is uh, obviously one of their tactics. So here we have uh, Sebastian Gorka. What up, Seb? He says, uh, breaking. They know they can't stop him legally. President Trump's statement on the letter he received Sunday from Jack Smith. The police state has arrived to America. So let's uh, take a look here. This is a letter here allegedly from... um, Donald J. Trump says, wow, on Sunday night, while I was with my family, having just arrived from the turning point event in Florida, where I won the straw poll against all other Republican candidates with 85.7 percent with all polls showing me leading in a Republican primary by very substantial numbers, almost everyone predicting that I will be the Republican nominee for president. And as I'm leading the Democrat Joe Biden in the polls by a lot, horrifying news for our country was given to me by my attorneys. Deranged Jack Smith, the prosecutor with Joe Biden's DOJ, sent a letter again. It was Sunday night stating that I am a target of the January 6th grand jury investigation and giving me a very short four days to report to the grand jury, which almost always means an arrest and indictment. So now only make sure you can see this on the screen. So now Joe Biden's attorney general, Merrick Garland, who I turned down for the United States Supreme Court, in retrospect, based on his corrupt and unethical actions, was a very wise decision. Together with Joe Biden's Department of Injustice, have effectively issued a third indictment and arrest of Joe Biden's number one political opponent, who is largely dominating him in the race for the presidency. Nothing like this has ever happened in our country before, or even close. They illegally spied on my campaign, attacked me with a totally fake dossier that was funded by Hillary Clinton's campaign and the DNC, impeached me twice, I won. They failed on the Mueller witch hunt, no collusion. They failed on Russia, Russia, uh, Russia hoax, and the 51 intelligence agents fraud, the FBI Twitter files, the DOJ and Facebook censorship, and every other scam imaginable. But on top of all of that, they have now effectively indicted me three times. The DOJ staff and runs the DA's office in Manhattan with a probable forthcoming from Atlanta, where the DOJ is 
in strict and possibly illegal coordination with the district attorney, whose record on murder and other violent crime is abysmal. This witch hunt is all about election interference and a complete and total political weaponization of law enforcement it is a very, very sad and dark period of our nation. Donald J. Trump, Mr. 47. Are we surprised? Chad, are we surprised? In the comments, are we surprised? Yes or no? Yes or no in the comments. Are we surprised that another case is being brought against my dude, Donnie? Of course not. Of course not. We found blow in the White House. Nobody says nothing. Got the, the, the laptop. We got Ukraine money, Burisma money. Emails. Nothing happens with these people. No indictments or nothing. What's up with Hunter? But Donald J. Trump, who we just showed you from um, Nancy Pelosi's alleged daughter, that everybody thought it was a nothing burger. It was, it was a sad insurrection if it was that at all. Sad, sad insurrection if there was that at all. Hotep Goldstein says, pure theater here is A1. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure this is going to slide right off Trump like a water on a duck. So, and again, you know, I don't, I really don't think the left does this because they think anything is going to stick. They're just doing anything they can to slow him down. Anything they can to slow him down and possibly trip him up. They're trying to make him make mistakes, make his team make mistakes. You know, just stir the water, bring the mud to the top, this type of situation. So they don't exactly expect to, you know, anything. It's just, it's just uh, classic communist Bolsheviks uh, tactics to disrupt their political opponents. Let's talk about some relationship stuff. First of all, what the hell is this, black women? It, black women been taking L's back to back for weeks. Bold, bold, like I swear to God, your world is locked. It's a world is on lock. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Only Islam can save us. Alhamdulillah. Only Islam can save us. So you have some people that'll say, um, you know, white supremacy is a problem. And some people say there is no such thing as white supremacy. You know, when I think of white supremacy, this is what I think of. White supremacy is when you can be a white man in the alleged enemy's clothing and black women are still love you. White supremacy is when a black woman loves a white man. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. That's my definition. 
That's that's my working definition right now. White supremacy is when a black woman loves a white man. That's white supremacy. You can say police, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter movement was based upon villainizing police, white police officers. And what do black women do? This. Booty shaking, twerking, uh, you know, the, the simulation of fellatio. This is what we're doing. Twerking for the white man. Now, I'm telling you right now, as a black cop, probably wouldn't have happened the same way. None turns a black woman on more than a powerful white man. It is what it is. It is what it is. So, you know, so again, this is my, my definition. You know, uh, last week's definition was of white supremacy was when um, a white man could call a black person nigga and a black woman still love him. So this is this is all in the same vein here. Absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible. We I want better for my people. I really want better for my people. Um, but this is this is what our culture um, has fostered, has nurtured is nurturing and the young girls, they, they follow it. They follow behind this dumb shit. Let's go to the relationship. Griff. He says, my girlfriend woke up with uh, and then we'll get a Nick Fuentes after this and we'll open up phone lines. My girlfriend woke me up with a blow job and I kind of liked it. <laughs> kind of. This looks like Reddit. Reddit is a dark place. You definitely don't. I mean, I can't say, you know, I guess for work purposes, Reddit is good, but it's a really weird place. Uh, not as weird as TikTok, but it's it's a weird place. Um, my 25, and I should probably talk about that. Who's the NPC chick that's popping right now? I should probably pull up that video and talk about that. Maybe not today, maybe tomorrow, maybe today. I don't know. What's her name? Hold on. Let me, um, cause I just searched the other day. Um, Pinky doll, I think is, is that her? Yes. Pinky doll. She's live right now. She's live right now. Maybe we'll pull that up on, on the screen if we can here. Pinky doll. Uh, I love to break that down. Let me see if I can find it first. Um, mm, here we go. There's Pinky Doll. Where's her account? There she is. She's live right now. She's live right now. We're gonna talk about this in a second. She's live. We're gonna come back to this in just a moment. Hold on. Let's 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 read this and I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna talk to y'all about what that is. Cause that's this shit is spooky. All right. My 25, uh, so he's 25, his girlfriend's 24, been together for three years, moved in about a year ago, lost our vir lost their virginities to each other, sex life overall great. Uh, past few weeks, coming home later than usual, we're working on a project for his job, works for a banking firm. His girlfriend uh, expressed how she didn't like how we had less time for intimacy. She's been a little quieter than usual. Yesterday, I felt something weird when I woke up and I could feel her under the covers giving me a BJ. A large part of me felt very uncomfortable in a moment because she's never done that without my consent. So I told her to stop. 
Jeff, we've already established he's a whole bitch. He's gay. He's gay. That's what he is. He's gay. Fellas. Fellas. Few things are better than waking up to your girl giving you head. Few things are better than that. That's that's, that's a sensational feeling. You know, you're, you're sleeping and you're like, you know, you're slowly waking up and you're like, why am I waking up? And then you feel it and you're like, wait, oh, oh, oh my. And you look down and it's like, hey, babe. That's just something you don't say no to, you know, and consent. You know, how far has the left turned to bitch assness where, you know, you got to ask for consent from your girl? If, if, if a man needs consent, if, if a woman has to ask her man for sexual consent, he's a bitch. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. He's a bitch and he's gay. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. There, I said it. He said, I left for work right after without talking to her. <laughs> what? There's no way this is real, by the way. There's no way I'm believing this story is real. And if it is, he's a bitch. But it sounds, you know, the way the left is moving today is probably is real. Uh, she's apologized countless times since then, saying that she just wanted some intimacy with me because it's been lacking lately, so I understood it. But I don't know how to approach her saying that. Uh, I think I kind of liked it. I think it was uncomfortable in a moment because it had never happened before, but I think I would enjoy it again. But I still don't appreciate how she overstepped her boundaries without telling me. How should I approach the situation? How should you approach the situation? You should go get you a fucking boyfriend, you bitch. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Go get you a boyfriend. You're gay. Hotep Jesus? You're gay. He's a bitch. You, you matter of fact, you should just fucking transition. You should transition, cut your dick off, and, and fucking and, and, and change your name and, and your pronouns because you're a bitch. Hotep Jesus? Hotep Jesus? Hotep, Hotep, Hotep Jesus? Oh, this is a real Hotep brother. Let's go to Picky Doll. Um, some of you have seen this. Some of you are, are you know, uh, you, hold on. I want you all to see the chat. Do you see the chat going crazy on here? Chat is just flying. Now, some people are saying she's making like $4,000 a day, $10,000 a month. I don't know what it is, but she's getting a bag right now. Let's uh, unmute this. Yes, yes, popcorn. Yes, to the dance, to the dance. Gang, gang, pop, amazing. Gang, 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 gang. Mmm, ice cream, so good. Mmm, <sighs> that was good. Coconut, beauty, galaxy, I got your name. Wow, a lot of gift for you. Hee-haw, yes, you got me feeling like a cowgirl. Let me write it, huh? Yes, do your thing, do your thing, huh? Woof, hee-haw, yes, you got me feeling like a cowgirl. Let me write it, huh? <laughs> So this is called um, NPC content where normal humans pretend to be NPCs, not player characters. Basically, in a video game, these are, you know, people, characters in a video game or where, you know, it's basically the computer, right? Pre-programmed responses, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, if you post a rose, she pretends to smell the rose. If you, you know, give her the cowboy hat, then she responds with, hey, cowgirl, yeah, yeah. And it, it is, it, you know, me being a digital marketer and a content creator, this is, a piece of this is fascinating for me, and I'm going to explain to you why. So she has one of those um, wands, hair wand, that you use to straighten your hair. 
And basically what she's doing, she's taking kernels of corn and putting it in the hair wand and popping kernels of popcorn one by one. So you join the chat and you're looking at the thing. And so now let me back up. When it comes to these algorithms, there's a couple of metrics that um, the algorithm's looking for. One of them happens to be how long people are watching your content. And then if people are watching your content for a long time, they're more likely to recommend your content. So you see her put the kernel in the wand. Now you're waiting for the corn to pop. So that's going to boost time on page, right? Time on content. And it's going to boost her in the algorithm. Now, obviously, she's an attractive woman. So that's going to help as well. She's also got an accent. She's like Latina or something like that. She's a bit of accent, so it sort of makes her unique as well. The fascinating thing is there's, this is now a genre. There's a whole bunch of people doing this from, ah, oh, the mother freaker. I knew it was going to do that. Hold on. All right, we back. So there's a whole bunch of people now in this genre and you know, doing very well for themselves. So, all right. So let's talk about, um, we talked about the psychological effects of how they keep you here longer, blah, blah, blah. Then there's also the dopamine effect, right? Where she's going to say your name. If you send her, you know, flowers or, you know, galaxies or whatever is happening here, you get the rush of her saying your name. So there's a dopamine effect here for the viewer as well for participation and these flowers and things have a monetary value and she can turn those things in for uh tokens which can be translated into real money and eventually this thing is probably going to be operating off crypto if they they were smart they would do that um because then people will start trading it and anyway should be a tiktok coin so you're leaving bags out there if you don't make a tiktok coin anyway um, and speaking of that, um, Super Dap is coming. Syscoin has Super Dap coming. And when you guys see that, you're going to really love it. I'll be engaging with a lot of people on the Super Dap. So make sure you go look out for that. And also, uh, every once in a while, I um, give away Syscoin to download the Pally Wallet because I can give up to, you know, during any given episode, up to $100 worth of Syscoin. But you got to get the Pally Wallet, P-A-L-I. If you don't have that wallet, I can't send you Syscoin. So go download the Pally Wallet, P-A-L-I, so I can send you uh, crypto. And, you know, I'll ask questions. It'll be a little trivia. And, um, yeah. So, anyway, coming back to uh, Pinky Doll. So we talked about the psychological ramifications. Now I want to talk about Black Mirror. This is our future where people have been dumbed down by the Rockefeller-funded education system such to a level that this will actually entertain them. Okay? This will entertain them. Now, in Black Mirror, I forget, I want to say season one, people do some really interesting things as far as content creation is concerned. Uh, I forget who it was. It might be Cyprian, but they talk about um, this thing called the attention economy. And we're headed towards an attention economy where you have uh, content creators like Pinky Doll and Hotep Jesus, and they create content and you engage with it. 
and um, it's it's going to it's going to change. It's going to change a lot. A lot of this stuff, I can't even I can't even see what's coming. But some of it's not going to be for the good. However, the fact that this stuff is happening now lets you know we are already in an episode of Black Mirror, where people are entertained by people simulating the robot. See, this is a symbiotic relationship between the robot and, 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 and people. Transhumanism is one of the terms that Alex Jones uses. So on one respect, we have the AI who's mimicking people, mimicking voices, mimicking your likeness. Now you have people mimicking the bots. <laughs> That's when you know we've gone full circle and things are getting bad. When people are entertained by other people imitating the NPCs. So what does that prep you for? What is Pinky Doll prepping you for? Pinky Doll is prepping you for her own unemployment. Because if humans are acting like NPCs, then eventually you don't need humans anymore. You will be entertained by the NPCs and she'll be on unemployment line. She's, she's actually creating her own demise. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Let's go to the Nick Fuentes clip, and then we're going to uh, take phone calls. Hold on. Let me give me a second to pull that up. Shout out to Pinky Dog getting a hustle on now. I hope she invests our money and uh, saves it. Hold on. Wait. We got another. We I forgot to cover this mental illness by the left. Let's see what this says. So I just got yelled at for asking a very reasonable question. So I'm applying to go somewhere and I just wanted to know, are there accommodations for people who struggle with time blindness and being on time, you know? And then the person I was with interrupted and acted like I was asking something else. And then when we were done, they actually started yelling at me and saying that accommodations for time blindness doesn't exist. And if you struggle with being on time, you'll never be able to get a job, you know, provided you're trying your absolute best to be there. And then they're like, your stupid generation wants to destroy the workplace. And yeah, I think that a culture where workers are just cut off because they struggle with being on time when there's other solutions that we can look to. I think that just anybody who thinks it's okay to just treat people like that. Yeah, that culture needs to be dismantled. And then I asked that person, how can you feel good about yourself upholding this kind of system? And then to think I'm entitled. No, if people think it's okay to treat others like this, uh, that's entitlement. So, oh, so so the the people demanding you be on time has entitlement, but you don't have entitlement because you can't meet the time demands. Wow. This is one of those people of whiteness, as Jeff Charles has coined them. People of whiteness. This is uh, what we're going to call lefty white people. People of whiteness. Instead of people of color, we have people of whiteness. And um, this is sad. This is sad. You won't see anything like this happen in a third world country. They're too busy, worried about... Um, meeting their uh, daily needs, their their Maslow hierarchy of needs, uh, to be worried about something called time blindness. So now what this bitch is basically saying is, I can't get to work on time because I suffer from a disease called time blindness. No, bitch, you got something fucking wrong with you. You need to fucking see a therapist, you inconsiderate little bitch. 
There's no such thing as fucking time blindness. It's called inconsiderate. It's called entitlement. It's called your little fucking brat. It's called maybe wake up a little bit earlier. Maybe take a quicker shower. Maybe hurry up and get dressed. Maybe, maybe plan your day better so you can get to work on time. You know what's worse than a black person that doesn't show up on time? A white person that doesn't show up on time. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. I never expected this shit like this. This this used to be called, you know, CPT, color people time. Now it's called time blindness. So now you tell me black people got time blindness? No. Black people just don't fucking plan well, so they don't show up places. They they procrastinate. They bullshit. You ever spoke to one of your black friends? And they'd be like, yo, I'm on my way over there. That really means they're just getting in the shower. They're just lying. I used to have a friend um, who suffers from time blindness. <laughs> and I remember um, he would always be late to everything. He's late everywhere, at least an hour. It was very annoying. And one day I was hanging out at his house. And it was supposed to be me and him and another one of our friends. We're supposed to go hang out at the club or something like that. And um, the other friend calls him and goes, hey, yo, um, where you at? He like, yo, I'm on my way. And he hangs up the phone. Now I'm looking at him and he's sitting in his gym shorts as he says he's on his way. And I'm like, bro, you still got to take a shower. So these people would just completely blatantly lie to you. Lie to, they lie to themselves, really, because they really think what they're saying is true. It's a mental illness. This is a mental illness. You inconsiderate little bitches. And me, I'm a punctual person. I'm a punctual person. If you ever dealt with me, you know I show up on time. Okay? I'm always on time. I'm always early. I'm always on time. Especially for important shit. Or if I'm on somebody else's time. Especially if I'm on somebody else's time. I'm always going to show up on time and I communicate throughout. And on time is 15 minutes early. Okay? If you show, if, if you got to be there at 5 and you show up at 5, you're late. You have to show up at 4.45. You don't show up at 4.45, you're late. So you always want to be early. The only thing you don't want to be on time to is a party. Oh, this is a real hotel, brother. I'm telling you right now, don't show up to parties on time. You know, you want to show up at a party at its peak. So if it's a black party, I don't know how white people party. I just know how black people party. I'm, I haven't been to enough white parties yet to really tell you, but I'm sure it's quite similar. Maybe an hour or half hour off because white people probably show up right when a party starts. I'm not sure. But if a black party says it starts at 11, really, it's not going to get pop until 1231. OK, nobody's showing up until 12. OK, that's when people are going to start trickling in at 12. HotepCon, all of our events are going to start on time. So have your ass in the conference room on time or you're going to miss something. But we start everything we do on time, on schedule. OK, so HotepCon will be happening on time. You ain't got to worry about no color people stuff with that. All right. I'm going to be up bright and early, ready and moving. But you never show up to a party on time. You always want to be fashionably late. Now, the other thing I will say is, and we spoke about this last night on Twitter spaces. Six had the after dark Twitter space. And what I'm notorious for is disappearing from parties. I will show up to a party late and I will leave early. And I'm not going to say goodbye. If you guys see me at HotepCon and we're hanging out and we're having a good time and I disappear, it's not because I want to disappear, even though I want to disappear. 
I disappear because I don't like saying goodbye. Goodbye is adding another 45 minutes to my departure. And when I'm ready to leave, I am ready to leave. I don't have time to stop and say bye to this person, that person. And then there's a little bit of small talk and oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I just hate saying goodbye. It feels sad. It makes me sad that I have to say goodbye to my friends. I want to hang out. I want to be here. But once my 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 social battery, you know, hits 20 percent, I got to go and I'm not going to say goodbye. And if we're in a, we're chilling and we're hanging out, let's say, you know, we're in a circle and we're all talking. I'm probably going to excuse myself and say, hey, I got to go use the bathroom. And really what I'm saying is goodbye. So if you're at HotepCon and I go, hey, yo, I got to use the bathroom. You're not going to see me again. Don't look for me. I'm gone. OK, I left. I left. OK, it's over. So, again, rules of engagement for a party. Show up late. Leave early. This is how you maintain your level of coolness. You want to learn how to be cool? Don't be the, the, the first person to show up to the party looks like a fucking dweeb. You look like you have no life. You're desperate. And, and you have no friends. You, you look you look you look whack. OK, you look whack. You know, uh, 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 unless you're one of those people who are like you came early to, you know, volunteer and help set up. OK, that's pretty cool. We always need people like that. But for the most part, do not. You want to show up on time to the Hotep Nation, to the Hotep Con pool party, though. You definitely want to show up on time because you never know what's going to happen and what you're going to miss. So make sure you show up on time to the Hotep, Hotep Con pool party. Anyway, last piece. Nick Fuentes says some stuff. Um, I haven't had a chance to take a look at it, but we're going to play the video and see what he says here. Um, let's see. Let's let's see uh, what old Nicky boy had to say here. If a Gentile hates a Jew, he must be killed. But when a Jew murders a Gentile, there will be no death penalty. Do you think it might be a problem that the people that are running your base, that are making the movies your children watch, do you think it's a problem that they believe that all Christians must die? Yeah. It's a big problem. It's a huge problem. We're in a holy war, and I will tell you this. Because we're willing to die in the holy war, we will make them die in the holy war. Whoa. Oh, this is spicy. This is spicy. And they will go down. We have God on our side. And they will go down with their satanic master. They have no future in America. The enemies of Christ have no future in this world. Thank you. God bless you. Nicholas J. Fuentes is going to be the future president of the United States. No, he's not. First of all, let me just say, I condemn on all levels the rhetoric from Nick Fuentes. This is abhorrent. It's despicable. It's egregious. This is not an example for anybody to be speaking about. Let's let's address his statement about, is this a holy war? No, no, we're not in the middle of a holy war. Is it on some levels a spiritual war? Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's quite 
you know, to me, it's very uneducated to group all Jews together. And I spoke about this in my interview with um, Viva Fry. Me and Viva Fry, he, Viva Fry asked me, he said, um, you know, something in relationship between uh, blacks and Jews. You know, he talks about the relationship between blacks and Jews and, you know, how I felt about it. And I told him that blacks and Jews have a very similar problem. We're represented by a minority. So the top 2% of black people speak for all black people and represent all black people. And then top 2% of Jewish people speak for all Jewish people. So you'll have people like, you know, when it comes to black people, you know, who do they run to to speak for us? Uh, you know, some rapper, entertainer, uh, Al Sharpton, Reverend Jesse Jackson, uh, Don Lemon. You know, it's all these voices. So then um, Whoopi Goldberg, Oprah, Obama, you know, these players, these characters. So they put them out there. People see them speak. They'll see Jay-Z speak or whoever else. And they'll think, okay, that's how black people think. Um, who's the other one? Joy Ann Reed, um, uh, Katanji Brown Jackson. You know, these upper echelon, well-to-do Negroes tend to speak for all of this and represent us. So their actions and their words represent us. Well, Jewish people suffer from the same plate. Epstein, Weinstein. Because these people are Jewish, people go, oh, look what the Jews are doing. And that's just not fair to Jewish people. I would never, I don't like, I, just like we had to create a new term for, because it's like me saying white women are dangerous, right? No, I, that's, not, that's not helpful. Let's say people of whiteness, because we know we're talking specifically about democratic activist white women. See, when people speak, I'd like them to be specific when they say these things. Furthermore, last thing I'll say on this subject is when it comes to Jews, there's many different types. You got your Sephardic and your uh, and your Orthodox and your this and your that and your same thing with black people. You got your Southern blacks, you got your Cali blacks, you got your New York blacks, you got your Caribbean, you got your Africanists, you know, all these things come in different shapes, sizes, and ideologies and cultures. You know, your 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 secular Jew is not going to be like your Orthodox Jew from Brooklyn. Your Orthodox Jew in Brooklyn, you know, he got his furry hat on. They all wearing black. They got a tight knit community. They got a wire going around, you know, that tells them this is their boundaries for certain things. It's vastly different from how a secular Jew would operate, you know? So we gotta be very very careful with the language that we use when we speak about these people. Furthermore, there is a lot of education I've done. I've been accused of being an anti-Semite in the past. And really it was due to the fact that I was wholly uneducated. But the more I educated myself on the history of Jews and their relationship in Europe, in Russia, the more I sympathize with them, the more I feel bad for Jews. If you understood the way that Jews were treated in Russia by the, uh, how do you say it, rabbinic, the rabbi council, I forget the name, but the rabbinic council, how they treated Jews 
and, and, and treated Jews as if, you know, they were just cattle to the rabbis. It's, it's, it's abhorrent and it's disgusting. But people blame all Jews for what the leadership does. And, and, and now the, the Jewish population is persecuted for what a, a small minority might do with the little bit of power they've been able to accrue. So that's all I'm going to say about this. We'll, we'll revisit this topic more in the future, I'm sure. But the, like, like I said, the more I educate myself on Jewish culture and how Jews came about um, and developed throughout history and, 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 and Eastern European history and Central and Western European history, the more I like them. And, and, and I got a bunch of Jewish friends. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Greg Guffell. Shout out to my boy Josh. Shout out to Wendy Young. You know, I, I, I'm not I'm not discriminating based upon religion. I got Islamic friends. I got Jewish friends. I'm not I'm not I'm not throwing everybody all in a basket like that. We're not going to do that. And if we do, we're going to delineate at some point in the conversation. So I, I just want I want better for Nick. Now, I know Nick. Nick gets a lot of power because he does this. There's a there's a, there's a group um, there's a niche for this, right? It's like a cultish niece. And he's like, that leader is this young cat. And he's got no kids. He's got no girl. So he gets to, you know, run around the country saying things like this, right? And um, that's how he gets his coin, by being this cult leader. And I said before, I like Nick. I just want better for Nick. I want, I want Nick to stop this and have some babies, Stop it. Go get you a girlfriend, Nick. Go get you a woman. You know, that that that's what you need in your life. And I think once he gets a woman in his life, he sees love, then I think he'll stop this. Last piece, then we're gonna open up phone calls. Ebro Darden calls out Drake uh for uh never saying anything about black issues. Um and uh Mark Lamont Hill says he's one hundred percent correct. So here Ebro says Drake. Now Drake and Ebro are both what? Jews. They're both Jewish. Um, um, Drake is, is actually a cultural Jew and so is Ebro because in order to be Jewish, your mother has to be Jewish. It's matriarchal. It's matrilineal. Okay. So they're both real traditional Jews. Now let's see what they have to say. Drake, who has never shown up, and y'all know I'm the biggest Drake fan on this show, Ebro Darden said in the video, Drake has never shown up to anything to say anything about anything going on in society with black folks or anything other than himself. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm black and I'm here to tell you, I don't give a shit what Drake thinks. And matter of fact, I like that Drake doesn't say shit about black issues because there's nothing educational that Drake could provide to the conversation. I know he's not astute on these issues. I know he's not studying economics and politics. I know he's not reading no Thomas Sowell. He's not listening to Walter Williams. He ain't read no Thaddeus Russell. So he can't, his opinion can't be trusted. So I don't want to hear from him. I'd rather these, these, these entertainments shut the fuck up because what I always tell you about intelligence, everybody doesn't have to be super intelligent, but you have to be smart enough to know when to shut the fuck up. And Drake is smart enough to shut the fuck up. And I'm proud of him for that. It's a high IQ individual, knowing he shouldn't say anything. So I gotta give him credit for not saying anything. Him not saying anything is a good thing. 
Because he's going to come out here. What's he going to do? Endorse Black Lives Matter, which turned out to be a complete and utter disaster and a destruction of black culture. I mean, Black Lives Matter was literally. I wanted to say the catalyst, but it's not even a catalyst. It was the seed of black destruction. It's the thing that really just accelerated not only the destruction of black culture, but the destruction of American culture. Black Lives Matter. And we spoke about that earlier with Justin Trudeau in Islam, where when you see all this gender ideology and stuff, this stuff comes straight out of Black Lives Matter, CRT, gender uh, critical uh, theory, et cetera, et cetera. That's where this stuff comes from. This stuff was pushed by the Marxist organization Black Lives Matter. So if Drake is going to come out and speak, he's probably going to do more harm than good. So I need him to be quiet. And with that being said, we're going to go to the phone lines right after this short, short, short commercial break. The number is 202-596-5631, 202-596-5631. And I'll see you after this short, short, short commercial break. Yeah, I can try to get that handled for you. Again, it's only my second day, so if you can give me a second. How am I supposed to do this? How the hell are we supposed to do this by 5 o'clock? I have no clue. Is that possible? Hey, do you have the password to... How'd you finish all your work already? He's not tapped in. Mm -mm. How'd you get that dunk so quick? <laughs> they think they're gonna be able to budget that? It's money. That's money right there, you understand? You guys finished your work six hours early? He's not tapped in. Jonah Ryan on the check-in. Yeah, yeah. Jonah, what up, cuz? So I missed the first hour. But okay. That, that oh, you missed some fire, too, man. I'll go back and watch it, but um, I caught on when you're saying about how communists do. Now, I'll tell you exactly how communists do. Joseph McCarthy was the last great American uh, congressman, senator, or whatnot, but yet McCarthy is a, is a pejorative. You okay. know how I say he's good? You know how I say he's a great senator? They call him red baiting. Well, ex uh, excuse me, but um, has America gotten more or less red since he was uh, murdered by the communists? Less. Yeah. No way. They're way more red, right? Oh, you mean red Compared in the sense of communism? Yeah, red in communism. Oh, yeah. Then it's gotten way more communism. Yeah. Yeah. So they say he is red baiting, right? How was he red baiting when like America's gone completely communist since he was murdered, right? Mm. Mm. So yeah, see, he was the last great, and then the, the other thing, the other thing is too. They talk about that he had this uh, secret list that he saw. Well, the secret list pretty much lined up with the Vendona, which was actually an FBI uh, wiretapping on all the top-ranking communists within the, the America, but it was just uh, Jagger Hoover's, um, you know, uh, blackmail file. But yeah, that came out in like the eighties, the Madonna. But yeah, that's how communists do. You know, they had the uh, House Committee on uh, on American Activities, which was all Democrats for four decades. But now they talk about McCarthyism, the one, uh, 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 sorry, the one Republican senator who was actually fighting communists. I would love to learn more about this McCarthyism. I keep hearing this term. 
I may have done some cursory look at it in the past. If you got any materials to catch me up to speed, man, yeah, drop it in my DMs. Oh, yeah, I'll put it in DM. My man. Hotep, Hotep and Bill. Hotep and Bill, bro. Jonah Ryan on the check-in. What up, chat? I see y'all. I see y'all. Somebody said I'm going to get banned on YouTube. I don't give a shit, man. Fuck YouTube. Fuck YouTube. Hold up. Let me make sure the AI and transcripts and all that could, could get that shit real good. Fuck YouTube. Kiss my black ass. And if you want, shout out to Nerd Nerd in the chat. I'm just getting caught up on the chat here. You know, um, oh, uh, fuck YouTube, fuck YouTube. Okay, um, if you see I'm not here anymore, I'm on Rumble. Hotep TV on Rumble. Hotep TV on Rumble. Yeah, you said Pinky Doll is the OnlyFans chick too. I, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. <clears throat> He said, brain cells have died. I don't know if I, I can call in after this. <laughs> um, looks 40 without the filter. She pretends she's six. She's 19. That lady is 40. I mean, that makes sense, right? Like sometimes, you know, people don't have success because they don't have experience. So if a girl's like, you know, 19, she she probably doesn't know how to get that OnlyFans money, but them old bitches been hoeing so long, they know how to get that that OnlyFans money. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. You got to be a hoe with some experience to really get that hoe bread. I hope that makes sense too. That's a very intellectual take. <laughs> oh man, hold up, strong dad calling in. Call from. Strong Dad, you on the line? Yo, yo. Yeah, what's up, kid? So listen, this the, the this NPC Pinky Doll grift. This right here, this is this is foretold. This is, you know, like we talked about the AI situation last time when we were talking about, you know, the uh, uh, AR, right? Yes. This is this is just a, a another amalgamation that. You know, mixed with surrogates, mixed with Ready Player One. They are, yeah. You know, I, 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 on my free time, whenever the grip report is done, and I'm and I'm still working, I like to listen to the lecture. Uh, I, I like the conversations he has with a lot of these big brain niggas. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these, uh, a lot of these guys who are trying to break the AI code. And one thing that I noticed among all of them is, is one, they're all accelerationists, even the ones who are afraid. There, there's some form of acceleration, and I, I say that because they're all working towards, uh, you know, uh, a technology, something that can't be held in. And so when you look at this pinky doll thing, right? You look at this, and when we talk about, you know, eventually her being replaced by that, I, I see more of a, a surrogate type of situation where the the AR and the the, uh, the AI world become one and people log on to be somebody else you know when when, when we watch uh surrogates right you remember uh like people would log on and go into this alternate like world of surrogate bodies and 
just did weird things, right? They acted like NPCs or they wore pink skates and ran around popping butt. Like this type of uh, personality trait, this type of thing is, is already, it's, it's just being pushed more and more. And the more, the more we, you know, work towards making life easier with AI, the closer to that world we will become. And that's, that's what I see. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not necessarily afraid of it because, I, like I told my wife, I said that the most dangerous versions of all this stuff, you know, we're, we're probably going to be, you know, old by that point. We're not really going to, it's not really going to affect us the way it's going to affect our, you know, our children, right? Our children are going to be the ones who are plugged into the newest version of this. And then their children, they're going to be born inheriting this technology. This, yep, this yep, technology. yep, 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 yep. It's that, that, that's why homeschool is important because really what we want to do is we want to create, you know, uh, a class of, of young who, who grow up and understand the danger of this mm-hmm. since there is no, you know, it's, it's, it's like the, uh, like the evolution of the car seat, right? You know, you, you have to put your child in the car in order to travel, but there is going to be a time where we're going to need people who are ready to understand and mitigate the, you know, the danger of this. And that's, that's that's what makes homeschooling important. But I, that's why you got to pull your kids out of school, out of school, man. Because exactly that's what your kids gonna turn into. They gonna turn into an NPC. Exactly, one hundred percent. That's the training children to be NPCs. To like I, I like to say that you know public school is where they go to suppress thought and you know to manipulate. The exercise of freedom, you know, when 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 a child exercises their free thinking mind, this gives them the ability to, you know, be critical of things like this, and that's where your parents come in to help that. And really, they turn public school into the place to, you know, to diminish that thought, to diminish that free that that free thinking idea, so that they can implant these new ideas. This, you know, when when you look at that stream, most of those people paying are probably teenagers they're probably kids you know they they they're not people who are working they're not obviously not people who are who are trying to take care of their family they they're they're young people and so they're slowly working us towards this new paradigm and that that's what i see when i see that thinking also it doesn't it, it scares me, but it doesn't, because I know once it's really, really here, I'm I'm going to be too old to even give a damn. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I, I'll, I'll be lucky to go to Mars. So I'm not necessarily wor- worried about the space station. And, you know, when when I use an analogy for this stuff. So that's that's kind of what I what, what I see my opinion on that. And and this Nick Fuentes thing, man. I'm still not concerned. I'm still not concerned. <laughs> I see I see the way he talks. Uh, you know, it is a boring language, but I'm still not concerned about his personality type. He doesn't he still doesn't uh you know, when I was when I was out there marching man, sometimes you like you get swept up in what the crowd wants you to say. You know what I mean? You there's there's a powerful feeling speaking in front of, you know, people who are waiting on your every word, you know, in person. It's one thing to do it online, but when you do it in front of people, you can taste that energy. It's right there in your hands. And he goes home and I know the first thing he thinks is, hell yeah, you know what I'm saying? I got the crowd going, but he's not thinking, how can we construct the next plan to fight this holy war? I just, yeah. You know, I, my, I just, you know, you know, my issue is, you know, with the whole Jewish hate, it's like 
player hating. It's, it looks like it looks like player hating to me. You know what I mean? And I had to check my own player hating with all groups that I had hate for. You know, when it started from my how I viewed the white man, it's like, why should I hate the white man for winning the game? I'm being a bitch. I'm being I'm hating. You know. So to me, it was always like player hating. And um, so so let me break it down like this. Okay. If somebody builds an institution of education. What would you say about that person, Strong Dad? Hello? Yeah, I can hear you. What, what would you say about that? If someone builds it, say that last part again. If someone, if a group of people decide to build an institution of education, what would you say about that group of people? I mean, I would, I, I would be jealous. Uh, no, no. What would, would you just, just, just forget you? Just how would you assess that group? What would you think about that group? Oh, they're a powerful group. It's a powerful group. Why? Okay. What else? What else uh, makes you think of education? Why would you want your own educational systems in your community? Uh, for control. Okay. That's, when when I see things like that, I see, I see you know uh, people who have been able to employ a good mechanism for control. Mm-hmm. You know, and to me, it's like the Muslim community, like watching the Muslim community operate. You know, they they have a mechanism of control that the rest of us don't have. Mm. And it's, you know, it's one is to part because they follow their holy book, but really it's because they have a totem that they can all anchor to. And, you know, whether it be because they do it blindly or not, it has benefited them over centuries. And that benefit, I feel like that benefit is what makes people real against them because they don't have that. They don't see that power structure and they want to dismantle it in order for there to be what they think is an even playing field because they haven't yet found the way to that. Um, one thing you can say about a powerful nation, I'll tell you else, is, is what else is important to a powerful nation? Language. Language is paramount. Even in criminal organizations, you have a different dictionary. It may be based upon the English language or, or, or the Spanish language or the Spanish languages, but at the same token, it serves the same purpose. Right? Right. What language do black people speak? <laughs> why are you going to make me, why, why you make me answer that question? Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. So we black Germans, let's just put that aside right now. Everybody walk around as black in America. You speak English, and that's the only language you speak yeah. in black German. The only other language to speak is what? What's the other main language in the United States of America? That's, huh? That's, that's my, that my answer is money. No, 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 no. Languages. We're not getting philosophical here. Languages. Oh, Spanish. 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 Okay. Spanish. Where does Spanish come from? It comes... It comes from Spanish is the English. It's a, it's a type of English language. It's not a type of English language. It's a type of Latin language. No. It's a type of I, Latin I, language. I'm sorry. No, a European language. All right. You could call it that, but it's from Latin. Okay. Now. Comes from Spain. So you got the Germanic tribes. You got your Spanish tribes. That's going to tell you who running shit. Now they got this other language that Jews speak 
Many of them speak. It's called, do you know what they speak? Hebrew. Huh? Right, it's Hebrew. Hebrew? Uh, close. Yiddish. Right? Yiddish. Yiddish. Okay. okay? So they speak, so, so they, there's a group of Jewish people who speak Yiddish. Okay. If you want to know powerful or who's in power, you got to go by the languages. Niggas ain't got no language. Okay. So the issue with the Jewish problem is people like to say, oh, Jews have power. And they say it as if the Germanic tribes don't have power <laughs> and, and the Spanish tribes don't have power. You see what I'm saying? So it's just no, like, I, it's like we're all sitting on this rock. We're all men. And we know the whole game is about power because we're fighting over scarce goods and resources, according to soul. And we bitching about who winning the game. But if you just go look at the two key elements of what I just gave you between language and what was the other one? Language and power. And who? Education. Language is and controlling your education building institutions of learning that's what this show is this is an institution of learning this is very important for children this is very important for the future if you want to know what your future looks like look at your children <laughs> that's going to be your future so people upset because some people put their kids in private schools these people turn out to have a higher iq and the iq is naturally based on affluence it's naturally based on affluence. The more affluent an individual is, the more likely their IQ is going to be high. Or at least exposure to the affluent community because this is networks and this is how they operate, okay? So even something like pattern recognition, right? They'll put pattern recognition on um, the IQ test. But the white man's sick with the hunting. That motherfucker's pattern recognition is wolf-like because he's been doing it so long. He's been at war for so long. You see him? So they've perfected war, so they perfected. So if the system is based upon that, it's naturally in favor of the so-called white man because that's what he's ad adapted to. The issue with the IQ test is there aren't as many as there needs to be. There should be uh, a musical IQ test. And maybe there is, and I'm just ignorant of it, right? But all these different arts, there should be a visual arts IQ test. There should be tests for all these things. If you even want to call it a test, I would call it more like an ex a, a intellectual experiment of measure. That's really what I would call it. But coming back to my point, uh, real quick, coming back to my point, you cannot, you cannot move forward with trying to alleviate the disease without understanding what it is you first suffer from. You suffer from lack of language and lack of education. And I suggest you start with education because if you don't start with education, you'll never build a language. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Now, doesn't, you know, when I think about the IQ thing, doesn't that say something about how cultures or how races of people are uh, like how they progress because you look at the IQ like if we were to say musical IQ 
versus, you know, pattern recognition versus, um, I don't know if there's a word for spiritual IQ or something of that sort. Yeah, but I, that's I another that test. Different yeah. cultures, right? They would, like, every culture would fall somewhere on that chart, and then that would really kind of show, you know, how things have or have been or have the potential to be structured. Yeah. See, that, to me, to me, that just means that maybe, you know, maybe the, the, the issue here is that, you know, when it comes to the black people creating some sort of power, some sort of having some sort of a, a mechanism of protection, we're looking at the wrong thing. Like we're trying to fit in, we're trying to put our square peg into their round hole yeah. instead of, you know, forming something that actually works for us. But then the question is, how do you create something that works for us? You know what I mean? That if we don't have a culture, if we don't have culture, if our culture is just American culture and white culture, then how do we restructure that? Or do we even restructure that? You how know, do you, you how do you structure that? Yeah. I'll tell you where Hotep come. I can't say that publicly. Well, you can't say that publicly. That's the that's the that's the one thing we gotta put out there. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. That's the problem, motherfuckers. They talk too much. And you put your plans out there on how you would make things happen. And then the fucking Illuminati intercepts it off your phone or some shit like that from a voice conversation in real life. Niggas talk too much. Niggas talk too much. Oh, look at me. I'm about to build a school. Well, yeah, they're going to come beat your shit up. And that's not a jab at King Randall. But if your shit is public like that, that comes with it. Yeah. That comes with it, you know? But that's not a job of King Randall because um, I have several instances of seeing that. This is not the first time a black school has been vandalized by, you know, Antifa type operatives out of the Democratic Party, allegedly. You see what I'm saying? So my issue is sometimes niggas is just too loud with the plans. Just build your shit. This is the plan you're going to have to keep to yourself until the next hotel comes so that me and Goldstein can be in the room for that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm gonna see y'all. I'm gonna see y'all. Hotep Con 2024. We might have to put together the XCon. We got Cooley coming this year. He's gonna, he, you know, Cooley at XCon, but Cooley the shit. Cooley gonna be there this shit. He might perform too. Man, all, all, all I'm saying is, you know, I, I had I had racial animus towards the Jewish man at some point. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, when I went to my first Pan African Congress, we was all in the room. I was one of the speakers. He was one of the speakers, and I'm just staring at this guy, and I'm and I'm looking at this guy, and I'm analyzing my thoughts while I'm in this room, looking at this dude. I'm like, you know, he's in a room full of black people, and he's talking about all the things he's helped do for others, and you know how he can get more support to help these, you know, specific people X, Y, and Z. How do I feel this way? Why do I have this much? tension between someone who doesn't even know me yet who who acknowledged me when i came into the room hasn't said a word about me anything like that you know and it really did take a lot of you know personal growth to to recognize where that's coming from to recognize that it was a perceived sense of power that he could potentially have of access to something he had that i don't have access to and that you know, that I was jealous. It was jealousy is, is really what I what I came to describe it as to my wife. I said, you know, maybe I'm just acting jealous of this dude. Cause, mm. You know, he has the ability to, to do what I'm trying to do right now. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at people wondering why they're not helping me. Meanwhile, you know, he's got a, a support system. So yeah. 
I don't know. I, yeah. I feel like I feel like people got to do a lot more, uh, you know, personal growth when it comes to things like this. You know, yeah. kind of kind yeah, of break got, down. We got, got callers. Phone lines is hot though, bro. I can tell. I can tell. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? That's all I had. AI ain't scary. Nick Quentin's ain't scary. Much <laughs> love. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yo. That's motherfucking Strong Dad on the check in. Strong Dad, Mommy, and Shaka. Them niggas is loquacious. <laughs> These niggas like Shaka. We still got uh, Dr. Tana Ricks in the chat. Call from Murphy's Law Rescue. Murphy's Law Rescue in the house. <laughs> I, as soon as I seen the rescue, I knew who it was. <laughs> What's happening, bro? So, we got Nick Fuentes at it again. Yep. Central casting. That's back your, at it again. That's your boy. That's not my boy. <laughs> that, that fucker is a paid fucking actor. He's muddying the waters on purpose. That's what Nick Fuentes' role is. That's what his role is. Listen, I may sound like Nick on occasion, but there's purpose behind what I say. There's a method to behind what I say and what I post. You still got a couple of side quests to do, though. Oh, yeah, I got a ton of those. You got a side quest to do for your Instagram profile pic. (laughs) (laughs) Man, you should read what it says around that motherfucker. I'll post it on Twitter later. Oh, Lord Jesus. Nah, but look, these motherfuckers, bro, straight up, like you said, man, the Jews are a fine, upstanding people. Yeah. Very cultured, very fucking uh, uh, family-oriented. Yeah. All the positives that you would expect from a people. Yes. Right? Yes. This is why the synagogue of Satan hides behind them. Mm-hmm. This is why they put that yarmulke on. Mm. This is why fucking scream anti-Semitism anytime you say, hey, how is it that all of you motherfuckers run the Fed? Mm. Those people are not Jews. Mm. They're just not. And the fucking quicker people understand that, the motherfucking quicker we can get to solving the problem of why do you motherfuckers... I'm sorry, I had to hit a Don DeMarco on that. My bad. Yeah, that's when we can figure out how to fucking solve the problem. These people are not Jews. What they are are a fucking gang that's been operating for some time now, and they have consolidated power, true enough. They've done it through the fucking methods that you've labeled here today, education and language, Mm -hmm. true enough. Mm -hmm. And they stick to their religion. Mm Mm-hmm. And that right there is paramount if you want to consolidate any type of foundation whereby which you can build on top of and, and consolidate power. You, you know, you know my, here's, here's my thing, though. When we say the white man, well, let's see, let's see. If you could guess who I would think of, who's, who's the white man power on the earth? Who would, you, who would you say, you know, represents the white man? On Earth, what country, what family, what person? Who would you say represents white power? White people. These are pure white people. Europeans. Who would I personally say, or who would I say, based on your perspective? Based on my perspective. 
Good question. Shit, I couldn't tell you that. That I, I couldn't tell you. Who would you say? Who would I say? Hmm. I would say like uh, a lot of these motherfucking monarchies that still exist today. A lot of the people. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Oh, this is a real look, hotel, we, brother. Bro, there's a reason why you still hold on to a fucking monarchy. That shit's symbolism at this point. Mm. You know, mm. governments have come usurped the role of the monarchy. But there's a reason why you hold on to that shit. There's mm. a reason why you continue the celebration of monarchy and all this old time shit. And that's because it had a different purpose than what you might have thought it was. Mm. You know? They didn't really ever run the kingdom. Ever. What's, so it so was always Oh yeah. Well that that's uh the Patriot Report, the book I wrote. If you read the Patriot Report, I show you all the dudes funding the kings. All right. the money men. So yeah, so we got the monarchy, right? The, the the issue here's the issue with the monarchy that I discovered in my studies was that the monarchy was usually uneducated, couldn't read, yeah. couldn't count, couldn't do math. So you know the same problems everybody complaining about. Oh, the white man ain't got no land. Has the white man prioritized education and to what and to what level and to what extent? You know, but yes. So you say the monarchies correct, and I think the other one, the last standing one, is probably the Vatican. Yeah, and whoever the runs the Vatican, I don't even know who run the Vatican. That might, that's way above my pay grade. Now we talking about I got to open up uh, Behold a Pale Horse to find that piece of information. But see, now you're digging into now you're digging in. Once once you start entering into the realm of the spiritual, yeah, that's where you find the culprit. Mm. You know all the monarchy and all this shit. Listen, as above, so, so below. below. And so, knowing that. People who operate on a spiritual realm, whether it be for the good or whether it be for the bad, because there's two sides to that. No matter what it is, they establish things here in the physical realm, in the material realm, based on what they know from that side of the, of the equation, from the spiritual realm. Correct. So your Vatican, your monarchies, all these things are established as a way to operate in this realm of existence in an effective, cohesive manner to get shit done for whatever side of the fucking game you're playing for. Yep. Right? Yep, yep. When you start talking about the, the spiritual aspect of that, the one that seems spiritual on its face, that's when you start to find the culprit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Um, what else did you find uh, fascinating about today's stream? Did, what, did you catch the ladies earlier? I did. I did. What you and think now, about the ladies? Never piss off a Karen, bro. Never piss off a Karen. Facts. They are adamant when they are angry about something, and they will get shit done. They will get shit done. That's, that's they will what get I, shit done. I tweeted that shit out earlier, man. I said, yo, Mars, man. The only person that's going to neutralize a white woman on the left is a white woman on the right. Precisely. Precisely. And, and they were about that life. You could tell. They was about <laughs> they that life. They, was, they got results. They got results, okay? Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. like, they were saying was way above my head. You know what I mean? But I felt them. I felt them on that shit, you know? 
Uh, I like the fact that they were pointing to the fact that there was a guiding hand behind a lot of that bullshit, you know, because that's where it's at. That's how you weed shit out. You got to find out where's where the source is. You got to find out what's water in that shit, and you can effectively weed shit out at that point. So I like the fact that they were on that level, like, yo, this was done on purpose. This was done for these reasons. You know what I mean? They were detailed. I like that. Absolutely. 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 They had the details. They had the answers. They had the facts. I got it right here. It's on the card. I got it right here. Yeah. 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 What's up Uh, with those bitches on the top, though? Who? The bitches that was on the cop. Oh, Lord Jesus. I'm tired of this, bro. I'm tired. I want to say it one more time for everybody who's listening, everybody who who may uh, happen upon this stream, for future generations to come. Those people are not black. They are motherfucking insurgents. They are not black. Insurgents. They're black. Quit saying they're niggers. I don't even want to hear that no more. Those motherfucking people are insurgents. They are workers of iniquity. They no longer play for the winning team. They are there specifically to seek and destroy all that is good. Those are not black people. That's it. Insurgents. Rising in revolt against a government or other established authority. Rebelling against the leadership of of a political party. Wow. Insurgent. That's all they are. For all we know, maybe six to seven of them bitches out there were straight from fucking Langley. We Mm. don't know that. Mm. But we have to assume in these times, we have to assume that that is the case. Everything's a hop. Accordingly. Damn, keep your koofy on tight. Tanah, keep your koofy on tight. He said, every time Goldstein saying surges, that shit had me dying. <laughs> <laughs> That's Yo. what the fuck they are. They're upsetting the balance and the structure and the discipline of what it means to be black. Yeah. Hence, they are in. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that. That's dope. Don't right, tell bro, Uncle Hotep because he's going to steal it. <laughs> yeah, he's. That's a that's a that's a jacking ass motherfucker. Ain't right? jack anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm, man. I'm huh? I said I'm gonna get at you though, bro. I gotta call him to my wife real quick. All right, hotel and bill. Hotel and bill, man. We just here. We just here to give. We just here to give eyes to the people who can't see. We just here, here to give eyes to the people, you know, who can't see. That's all. That's all. You can type that in the chat. Giving eyes to the people who can't see. All from so one day they can see. Ten four do rag. What up, bro? What's up, yo? Oh, I got a lot. I got a lot. I was going to get my notes. Oh, you got oh. notes today? All right, good shit. I'm gonna be on Twitter Spaces yeah. later. Okay. I'm going to be on Twitter Spaces. We're going to be talking about Trump's VP pick. Okay. Yeah. Um, first, first and foremost, I always say thanks to you and praise to you. Thanks to the team, for sure. Oh, thank you. You know, they definitely doing a lot. Yeah, I, mean, I am uh, the one. It, it, it. Um, 
first and foremost, um, one thing that I, I would suggest and kind of just feedback on on just some things that happened today. Yeah. Um, I definitely would say like have like an ex contact, like have Rudy, have Strong Dad, and have it like once a month or something like that. Right. All right. Just because I, I, I see that there's yeah, and I like it could be that. like a rumble only thing. Um, we might could put them so on Fridays. Way. We might do X Con Fridays, something crazy yeah. like that. I like that. Keep going. I'm taking um, notes. There's there's a grift with that, right? Where it like X Cons will talk about stuff like that, talk uh. about different things, so it'll bring more people into the nation. Uh, I like that. Um, X Con chat would, coming soon. What I would say also is you were talking about um, porting everything over um, for the Patriot report. Uh-huh. I would say leave it over there for now. Maybe trickle it. You said do what? So that way, uh, trickle it to uh, Rumble. Just so that way the algorithm is still clicking. Um, the Patriot report, your playlist. Oh, push it to Rumble? No, leave it on YouTube uh-huh. so that way the algorithm on YouTube clicks and you can point people on Rumble there so that way when you put in your clips, you YouTube is the bigger platform. So they're going to be like, oh, his lives are, are, are popping and lit. Um, where can I find it? And they go to Rumble, right? It's kind of funnel, funnel, funnel them from YouTube to Rumble. The clips? No. Nah, so right, I'm, I, right I'm now. I'm not following you. I'm hot too, so yeah, work with I me. I got you. I got you. All right. So right now you can go on live on YouTube and Rumble. You're going to cut YouTube off at one point in time, right? Yeah. So in order to still get that YouTube grift, you're going to put the clips on there. Yes. Right? So to keep the algorithms boosting still have um have the patriot report still on youtube or like exclusively on youtube so the people on rumble have to go there and boost the algorithm more for you but i'm shot on the on the youtube algorithm man i'm like it's it's not even worth it's not even putting worth putting energy into i might as well just put all the energy into rumble because rumble look i'm gonna show you something i got 80 something thousand followers on 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 youtube right we got 126. I'm on Rumble. We got 3,000 on Rumble. And how many people we got listening on Rumble right now? 237. So I got more people on Rumble with less subscribers because Rumble's yeah. actually sending my notifications out. Rumble's actually featuring me on the homepage. I'm actually being featured on the sidebar. You know what I mean? So it don't it, it, it don't make sense sending traffic to YouTube no more. That's just dead. We gotta build the future because the world's going bifurcated. You know what I mean? And if you ain't mainstream, you gotta be underground. So it's like I'm fuck it. I'll I'll be, you know, I'll be king of the underground. There's well, a lane for that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um That's my only thing... pushback on that. But what you saying makes sense. It makes sense. It makes yeah. very good business sense. And I like it, and I'm probably still gonna keep up. I would, I would, I'm not gonna erase that playlist. Like I'm just not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Of course not. Of course not. Yeah. Um, one other thing that I would suggest for the streams, just because I'm kind of in that two-way space too, mm-hmm. is to to have that two-way stuff. You talk about the two-way a little bit. Canon definitely is in it. So having that on Rumble, and Rumble being safe for the two-way stuff, you know, it's definitely to go. So, yeah. Well, we sprinkle um Canon on this channel, so. It, you know, Cannon's got all the guns in his background. And, you know, at some point in his stream, he's going to pull a, 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 a weapon out at some point. Yeah, he can't cool. help but do it. This nigga, he going to, uh, yeah, I got the AK, you know, da 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 
So that's what, you know, I feel like he fills that space. You don't think so? You think I need to do something? No, you're saying? no I'm, I'm talking about on, on Rumble exclusively. Um, a gun channel? And then, not a gun channel, but on What's Up TV. Oh. Like, he could still do his own thing, but also have that on What's Up TV. Gun, te- gun, kind gun, of gun, gun, gun education and shit? Gun, gun yeah, topics? Yeah. I like kind that. Kind of like what Maj does. Yeah. All right. So we're going to um, do, do the gun gun shit all right say less i might do that next i might i might you know how they got those courses where you like run through when you be shooting shit yeah yeah i'm gonna do that shit you know what i'm saying and i'll record it i'll get a videographer and we'll put a bunch of those clips out all right so we're gonna do gun content especially for yeah y'all gonna be at a hotel con doing that too so yeah we're gonna be at hotel con yeah but i need the course it's gotta look cool i gotta look like the black rambo and shit shout out to black rambo by the way All right, so we're gonna bust some guns. All right, what else we doing? Keep talking. All right. Um. Well, I mean, that was it as far as vision for that, right? I got you. Suggestion okay. for that. Um. As far as what like you spoke about today, it's two things that I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um. Nick's birth is definitely borderline cultish. Yeah. Um. And I see that that can be a problem because seeing how he's kind of pulling in from like the manosphere and everything. Mm. Um. And how people are from the manosphere aren't really comprehending everything mm. right like they they're just taking it in they're not seeing that it's semi-satire right mm. Mm. and they're they're sort of in a cult in themselves with mm. that right so yeah. you you're they're like entry level and you're kind of further down the line right mm. as far as like the, the healthiness of it yeah so like nick script like i can see that he's on like what he said seems very jokish but i can see that he can build that cult following that Trump has mm. and in future years become that person. Right? Mm. Or, or it makes logical sense that he can run. Right. right now it doesn't make sense, but he has several years to, to develop that. Mm. He could definitely run. I, I would never. Yeah, yeah. I think Nick could run now. Um, you, you think that it would be smart for him to run? Because I don't think yes. that he really... I think the timing might be off, but he's ready now. Like if he wanted to, he could still get away with it. It just makes more sense to wait until after this election. Time yeah, definitely. But I, Nick's I ready think, to run. I think too many failures will be like Ross Perot, Ross Perot or Al Gore, right? Like yeah. it'll just kind of come off kind of wrong. Like, oh, this guy failed again, right? Yeah. Um, so that's why I would say. But nobody expects him to win. I mean, you know, anybody can run. It doesn't mean you're expecting to win. Well, I'm saying that he he has, like, probability-wise, if he waited, like, eight years, mm. he has a probability of winning. Or two cycles, I should say. Two of winning cycles. what? The the presidency? Yeah. At, at no, least no, making a dent. No. Not, not winning the presidency, but making a dent in the numbers where, like, no, no, it's possible. No, 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 no. no, no. Third parties don't survive in America, bro. Yeah, I agree, unfortunately. Third parties don't survive um, in America. America's not built on a third-party system. America's built on a two-party system. That is the system in which we live in. And in order for you... In fact, the closest people to creating a third party today is Mises Caucus. Mm-hmm. Mises Caucus is the closest thing. In fact... I'm a fan of Mises Caucus. They need to send me a hat. I rock the Mises Caucus hat. That's the only other political affiliation that I see 
could become a viable third party. And I'm going to tell you why. It's because they got chapters in like 50 states or something like that. Yeah, you need, I'm, I'm you need, where you at? You, you got, you, you part of uh, Mises? Yeah, in Georgia. In Georgia. Okay. So yeah. they got chapters. So I'll, reach, I'll reach out to them see if, if I can get you a hat. Give me a hat, yo. I'll rock that shit. You know, All so, right. you know, they got chapters though. They're building the infrastructure. If you don't got boots on the ground, you're not winning no election, dog. And you need boots on the ground in all 50 states. Especially now, because old motherfuckers ain't doing shit online like we is. You don't you know, think that you don't think that Nick would like try to actually be on a party? Because that's, that's how so I what would party would he join? He would actually look for, um, I mean, Republican, I think would be the He can't join point. a Republican party talking crazy like that. That's pro-Israel. Fair. <laughs> what? Fair. <laughs> America's pro-Israel, bro. Yeah. Shout out to Bibby and them. Kiss the wall, baby. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> huh? What are we talking about right now? <laughs> Nick can't run as a Republican. I mean, he could run as a Republican. He's not going to get rep support from the Republican Party, not unless he disavows his past. Yeah. What are we doing here? They can't fucking get 1% of the vote. Uh, oh, excuse me. But um, the last thing, the last thing was pretty much on, on the NPC thing, right? Because mm -hmm. um, I know that there's definitely other people. You've been on for a minute, too, so I don't want to really hold you too long. Mm -hmm. But um, for the NPC thing, like, I, I really see that as being this generation's, like, SpongeBob. Right? Is that what? Uh, this generation's... Yeah, it's like just this generation of SpongeBob, right? Uh -huh. Like where SpongeBob added like absolutely no value. It's just brain melting, right? <laughs> um, yeah. It like it has a lot of elements that make sense of why it's gaining popularity. There's a lot of people that aren't seen, aren't heard, don't have any sort of recognition from people. And exactly what you said that like it, it hits those endorphins. Um more or less because they're being recognized because they're able to say something and somebody that they see as of value or have entertainment or as a celebrity that does something because they inputted something yeah you know that that causes a, a bigger issue right because now it's it's validation and it, it's going to cause social issues in the future and everything else and exactly what you said as far as homeschooling is important um but i would also say keeping culture correct and, and merging it with technology as well, right? Because at the end of the day, you don't want to remove the children from technology. Let them have an understanding of what the technology is, how to use it. Same way that you talk about Syscoin and everything else, um, have them be able to understand those things and how to work those things, but be able to work outside of that as well and be a normal operating human being. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Goldstein, it's also the crown, yo. America is, is, is also the crown. We cannot remove the crown from the situation. <laughs> what else you got for me, Durag? Uh, I got one other, um, you know, got, got to bring up Haiti at some point. All right. Um, so for the language thing that you were talking about, yeah. Um, Haiti has its own language, own natural language. No, it doesn't. It does. No, what, what is it? Haitian Creole. What's it based on? I mean, it's based off of some African languages and, and French. 
French. But it's it's yeah, but it's not it's not a a, a patois, right? Like it's an actual language with grammar and everything else. Allegedly. So it's, I mean, if if you look it up, like if you go to the the post, its base is French. Have, it's it's expression is French. Okay. Its expression so, is French. The way you pronounce the words is French. Not not fully right because if if I if I were to say I'm going to. Y'all got the same right? names. Jean-Claude, uh, Wyclef Jean. Y'all got the same names. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's, 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 that's last names, right? But, like, if, if, like, I'll give you an example of, like, a sentence, right? If I, if I were to say, like, I'm going, right? Je vais is French. Right? Like, that's Haitian. So it, it doesn't sound... Say the two again? It's a different word. Say the two Je again? Va. Je vais? Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. And, 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 and
But I'm going to let you go, though. Hotel right, and Bill. Hotel and Bill. Durag might be right. He might be right. I might be a fucking complete idiot. What a fucking... What do I know? I don't fucking know. I could be completely fucking wrong. But I, I just have this feeling. I have a funny feeling. That shit is like, you know, nigga five French. You know? You know? And, 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 and it's not hard to say that when they were conquered by the French. You know? I don't know. I don't know. You know? I ain't the smartest person in the world, but I am the one. HJ, did you see Jimmy Corsetti Bright Lights Insights video on 500-year-old maps of Africa showing waterways all over? No, I didn't see that. But I thought that was um, basic knowledge that Africa had Call a bunch of rivers. Kitten, will I be able to get through? To accept, press 1. Okay, <laughs> 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 what up? She said, will I be oh able to get God. through? Listen, these motherfuckers <laughs> talk too much, Kay. You know what? And that's why I say HotepCon 2024. Yeah, you have your convict panel. I'm going to be on there. It's going to be convicts and kittens. I'm going to be getting my words in. Entiende. Entiende. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. So I, I love you, Strong Dad. I love you, Hotep Goldstein. But watch out. You better give me some space. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Can't <laughs> but... talk of her shit. <laughs> I just wanted to bring up, because I went to school um, and I had to study psychology, Yeah. I wanted to bring up um, kind of what you were talking about when it came to intelligence and all that stuff. It's called the Howard Gardner's theory of multiple intelligences. Okay. Intelligences. And so it outlined several aspects and distinct types of intellectual um, competencies. Mm. Some of them were naturalist. Some of them were body um, kinesthetic. Some of them were musical. Some of them were spatial, linguistic, interpersonal, um, intrapersonal, logical, mathematical, musical. So it's like everybody... So when it comes to the, you know, the intelligence quota test of repetition, it's like, yeah, that's one side of it. But this shows you that there could be people that are strong in these aspects and still be considered intelligent. Mm. Mm. Right. And so what was the guy's name? Andrew Gartner? Howard, Howard Gardner, and it was the theory of multiple intelligences. Got you. But he also states that, you know, of course, like you were talking about before, the linguistics and then the logical mathematical modalities are the most type that are valued in school and society. So as long as you know how to basically click like a calculator and um, know the words that are coming out of your mouth, that you'll understand them and people will understand them too as well. You know, that's basically, you know, what a lot of people are looking for in society. 
That's why I see people that have, um, I've known people that have um, passed the Mensa test and they have their little card and all that stuff. Their common sense is not there. They are, when it comes to... That's facts. I know some Mensa members. I'm like, bro, you sure you got a high IQ? (laughs) Right, because when it comes to common sense, they are dumb as fuck. And I'm just like, I... I'm like, and you passed the shit, how? Oh, yeah, repetition. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, you know, yeah. And so I've seen people, you know, I was, um, you know, just helping people and all that stuff. And before I decided what I wanted to get into, I was a paraprofessional for a little bit. So just kind of seeing the kids and all this stuff. Mm. But it seems like there were some kids where, Yes, they were able to thrive and they were able to flourish. But then there were some kids where it was like their parents had them so that they could live their dreams through their kids. And it's just like, how are they supposed to develop and grow if you're just vicariously vicariously living through your children? Mm. Mm. Facts. Facts. Talk your shit. And then with this Pinky Poo, Pinky Pal, Pinky Kaka, whatever her name is, <laughs> I um, <laughs> I Pinky Kaka. Um, oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I I text you a video about it, kind of breaking it down, and it's just it kind of brings me to the fact that a lot of people's attention spans have gone down. Yeah. So when people's attention spans have gone down, yes, they are not thinking like they used to. Yes, you have issues. You know, maybe there's a lack of mental development. Maybe there's a decrease in mental development. So you have... I, I'm I'm not going to bring the IQ thing into it because the IQ is shit. But you have people that have limited mental tendencies that like that. And plus, you have um, beta males that get the lotion and the Kleenex ready for the shit. <laughs> Lord have mercy. So, and, and, it's, and I'm sorry if you can bank off of people's stupidity, more power to you because there's going to be a lot more people that are just losing it and I liked what the ladies talked about with the mask and I know Dr. Tanai also said this too when him and I were talking was just that oxygen level to your brain of course that's gonna do something to you of course the chemicals that you put in your body are going to do something to you physically as well as mentally so if you have you know a lot of stupid people, and this is the trend right now, and um, old girl can grift off of this trend and make tons of money for her plastic surgery. I mean, that's going to happen. Facts. Facts. Yeah. 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 Thank you for and that, Howard, just, Ga- Howard Garden. I got it up on the screen now. This is very helpful. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, just please take a look at it and, you know, just read more up on it and he's very fascinating you know Mm. Mm. 
But yeah, I just wanted to go ahead and just um, finally get in and just um, bring that up to you. No, I but let me know that. when you see that video, though. All right. All right, no doubt. It's in the DMs, right? Yep, yep. And right. also, you know, since I'm on here, I have to promote. And you know what? Let's let's do something new today, okay? Okay. So, fuck YouTube. Fuck YouTube. <laughs> okay. Yep. And let me go ahead and um, promote um, Master Focus in a grifting way. Okay. So... Okay, I know you guys want Master Focus. It's good for you, it's healthy for you, and it makes girls swoon over you. So if you want that big brain energy, make sure to get your subscription of Master Focus. Girls love it. Try it now. There you go. Thank oh you. Oh, my Hotel God. <laughs> oh, shit. I think my dick just got hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, clip that. <laughs> no, no, no. Lord right. Jesus. Love you guys. Hotel and Bill. Hotel and Bill, yo. Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Listen, y'all, I'm high. I told you, man. Where's my disclaimer at? Y'all, I'm not responsible for anything I say, man. Disclaimer, this contains adult humor and was created strictly for comedic and artistic purposes. No offense is intended toward any products individuals featured in this video, damn it. I got a vaccine injury and I was raised by the 80s. You better not be worried about what the fuck I say. Damn it. Shit ain't my fault. Uh, ain't my fault. Did I do that? Y'all remember that shit? Can I play that? I'm about to play that song. I got a YouTube going to ban me or, or take the video down for playing the song. So if y'all don't find it, we on rumble with it. Hold on. Um, did I do that? Mystical. That's who it was. Okay. Okay. Do you want to fuck with me? Come on. Who put this fucking shit together? Hey, that's who? Did I do it? Yeah. Fucking right, I did. No, that's not it. Oh, it's. Is, is it this one? What's really happening? Silk the shot. Craig B. He's still in our fucking fault. You're hoiding. was my shit back in the day, yo. Uh, that shit, come on, you just, uh, the whole energy in the room just turned up in the club. That shit, come on, oh, man. The chicks used to go crazy. Oh, man, those were some good times. 
Oh, man. Yo, I am wild, yo. I am wild. My bad, yo. Um, I told y'all, man, I got a vaccine injury, man. I'm a little autistic and shit. I'm on a fucking spectrum. I got ADD, ABC. I didn't got no diseases, though. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. <laughs> I ain't got no diseases, though. Yeah, I'm just a little retarded. That's all. I got that shit that Alex Jones got. You know what I'm saying? I'm a little retarded. Just a little bit, you know, got a vaccine injury. You know what I mean? Vaccines, my mama probably put in my body. I was on the schedule. I'm an 80s baby. They gave me all types of shit. They gave you, they was giving me shit. They don't even get these new babies. They getting some new shit. I don't even know what the fuck they got running through my blood. Fuck my brain all up. I probably got an autoimmune disease or some shit. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Nah, I ain't got no autoimmune. I would have known that by now. I ain't got one of those, but I'm a little autistic, man. You know, they always say, you know, vaccines got a 300% chance of affecting black boys differently. They wonder why I was in the special ed class, nigga. In the special ed class, cause you fucked me up, motherfucker. Till you tested me. They tested me. They put me in special ed classes, right? Then the next year they were like, all right, you got to go back in the special ed classes. And my parents is like, well, let's test them first. Them niggas tested me and I tested into a high school level in like seventh grade. They had to take me out of special ed. <laughs> they said my reading was at a senior high school level. No, I'm no, that's not right. It was like 10th grade. It was like 10th grade. It was at a high school level. You know what I'm saying? My math was up there. My math was at a high school level and I, math was just always easy to me. Math is just repetition. You just got to keep doing a bunch of problems over and over again until it just like clicks. Until it's, it's not even that. It's really like a memorization of a series of steps, I guess. So it's like you're really like just doing the same things over and over again so you can remember the steps. And as long as you know your multiplications, you'll be all right. Your multiplications and your additions, you'll be all right. Math is easy. Um, just follow the rules. It doesn't change. It's, it's different from like, you know, philosophical theory. Philosophical theory, things change, you know. Motherfuckers nowadays, niggas got 185 fucking genders. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Try wrapping your brain around that stupid shit and trying to fucking explain to people why the fuck they shouldn't cut off their dick. Now, that's some hard fucking shit to figure out. Math is fucking easy compared to what the fuck the left be fucking doing. This shit is terrible out here, bro. You know what I'm saying? So philosophical theory is much, much harder to combat with when you're dealing with these motherfuckers, you know, doing weird shit all over the fucking planet. Shout out to Syscoin, the Medici family that holds me down. Shout out to Syscoin. Man, listen. Griff Report. We here five days a week, sometimes on weekends, 2 p.m. Check us out on Rumble Hotep TV. I'm back tomorrow with Arthur Kwan Lee. That's the Baki Asian cat. He looked like he'd fuck you up and he chop up fucking fish like. <laughs> he do art. He's an artist. And he was in an art game in New York. And as soon as he put up a wrong art piece, it was a little too, little too conservative. You know, the liberals in the art world banned him. So, but he's, he's, he's very aware. When they seen that artwork, they was like, oh, he know too much. He started speaking out, and that was it. So we're going to have Arthur Kwan Lee on tomorrow. You know all my guests is fire. Dumb, dumb.
on. So we're going to have him on. That's going to be a dope episode. What else I got for y'all? Oh, I got some, um, I got, a, I got a, uh, a, a lot of exclusives I'm going to have this weekend. I'm going to be somewhere. My locals community knows everything I do. The rest of y'all don't tell you motherfucking shit. But my locals community, or if you're a member on my YouTube, hopefully if you're a member on my YouTube, you're moving over to Rumble soon. I mean, locals soon. Join my community of locals. Everybody on locals knows my day-to-day, what's, what's going on. That's what I'm going to do with that. And you get access to my clips before I post them. The clips that are scheduled, I got a scheduler now. I went and fucking stopped being cheap, and I signed up for this app, and this app like schedules my posts, my clips to go out on TikTok, Instagram, and um, YouTube shorts. So I connected all the shits. I got them scheduled out for Friday. I still got to do Saturday and Sunday. But you guys have access to the clips before me. If you're in my locals community, Hotep Jesus on locals. If you there, you know, my locals community, you get my day to day. You'll see the behind the scenes at Gutfeld. I showed y'all that. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Um, what else? Oh, Master Focus, man. Make sure you get your Master Focus. Get a subscription right now. Get you a subscription right now. Get your brain boosters. Get your brain booster. Turn your brain boosters on. That's the shit I'm on. That's the shit that keep me motherfucking. Niggas can't fuck with me. They be running while I be running around the internet saying I'm the one. Nigga, I'm on Master Focus. This shit got me like wired, motherfucker. I'm plugged in and shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm fucking seeing green shit, yo. Like... My grind is ugly. We on we on Twitter Spaces tonight. Chat, what time should I do Twitter Spaces? I was thinking I didn't want to clash with six. I know six got something. I was thinking maybe the seven p.m. time slot or the eight p.m. time slot. You know, I want to give people a chance to get home, at least get settled somewhat. Otherwise, it's gonna end up being a nine p.m.er. You know, 9 p.m. is sometimes good for motherfuckers that got kids because by then you kind of got the kids settled, you know. They probably sitting down with their face sucked into an iPad or some shit, some sort of screen. So you let the baby, you probably gonna let another screen babysit them while you, while I babysit you on another screen. You know, usual human shit in 2023. So, Get your brain boosters. Master Focus. Try MasterFocus.com. Link in the description box below. Link is exclusive. The link in the description box below is exclusive to my uh, streaming community. Rumble. YouTube. Rumble primarily. Hit that link. It's automatic. Discount is going to be applied automatically. You don't got to do nothing. You're going to look in your cart. Your cart is not going to show you the discount. When you go to checkout, then you'll see the discount. As soon as you hit checkout, it'll say discount applied. That's where you're going to see the discount applied. And then you fill out your shipping information. It's free shipping to all my people in the USA. It's made in the USA. It's made from the fucking finest shit on earth. You know how hotels do. You can't really be a hotel if you ain't selling herbs. You selling herbs, oil, music, you know what I'm saying? Jewelry clothing this is what hoteps sell this is what we do okay so you know what hoteps do is going to be all whole foods we're not doing no isolates and extracts and fillers we're not doing none of that but it's a very hotep thing to do is be selling herbs 
And I got some more stuff coming for you. I told you I was working on that. My locals community going to see my new brand before anybody. YouTube, make sure y'all subscribe over on locals, but my YouTube community too. It posts on locals first, and then YouTube gets it later. My YouTube community gets it later. Okay? But you'll get first look at my new brand coming out. And it's going to be super dope. I, lo I love what's happening with that. And I love our future. Um, 2024 looks bright. And I, I hope to see y'all here tomorrow, 2 p.m. for the Griff Report. Yours truly. If you got something that you think needs to be in the Griff Bag, tag me on Twitter, hashtag Griff Bag. Follow me and tag me on Twitter. If you see something that belongs in there, hashtag Griff Bag and tag me. Put my put my at in the in the replies. And if you can, add a little bit of context. You know, you know why you think this should be in the bag or why you think it's worthy or what is it I'm about to look at. Sometimes you guys tag me in videos. I'm like, I don't have time to figure out what I'm looking at here, you know. So, you know, tell me, like, here's what's happening in this video. Boom. Okay. Thank you. I need a little synopsis or summary. Um, and that's it. I'll see y'all tomorrow, man. Hotep and Bill. Yeah, I can try to get that handled for you. Again, it's only my second day, so if you can give me a second. How am I supposed to do this? How the hell are we supposed to do this by 5 o'clock? I have no clue. Is that possible? Hey, do you have the password to... How'd you finish all your work already? He's not tapped in. Mm-mm. How'd you get that done so quick? <laughs> they think they're gonna be able to budget that? It's money. That's money right there, you understand? You guys finished your work six hours early? He's not tapped in.